Hi, I'm Tyler, and I'm a responsible man. Hello, I'm Kylie, and I am also a responsible man. This is Responsible Man. It's a show where we talk about things responsibly. And in this week, we're talking about uh, the greatest sitcom of all time. And the top ten episodes of said sitcom. Which is, of course, Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, for fans of our other podcasts, you know, we try to get as many Seinfeld in-jokes as possible on a weekly basis. <laughs> so we thought, uh, after our... Uh, we wanted to do something drastically different from our top 10 Beatles episodes, so we're going to do top 10 Seinfeld episodes. Did I say Beatles episodes? Beatles songs. <laughs> we're doing the top 10 Beatles episodes and the top 10 Seinfeld songs. If <laughs> The list becomes, becomes much harder all of a sudden. Um, how hard was this for you? Uh, it was pretty pretty hard. Yeah. This it, was, is pretty, yeah. It, was, it was a bitch. Because I was like, yeah, you know, I can probably get... Like you had said, you had you had like twenty one. You had to narrow it down. Right. To. I'm like, oh, I can, I could probably do that. And no, <laughs> you start out with fifty five. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was ridiculous trying to narrow oh, it down. It, it, it was hard. I, and it's another one that, like, I, I'm just, I want to do it because I, if the longer I keep looking at our list, I'll keep picking at it and make mm-hmm. it's like let's just do it like i'm never i'm probably never going to be 100 percent satisfied with it so yeah i did make one one final change in in the process of like texting you where i'm like hey have you got this and, right. and i started thinking about it i'm like you know what it's, it's going to be an honorable mention but it it, 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 it holds dear to my heart because many of them do uh th- there's no episodes i don't like uh, i'll be i'll be up from it th- there's, there's, there are some that i will definitely skip if it's really? on i'll be like i've never yeah, skipped one, I'll, I'll I'll skip think. That one hamptons is one i like that I, like everyone has their favorites but there's none yeah. that i don't like there's none that i don't find funny there's none that doesn't well, I, have I at can, least a couple moments in say it there's not one that i hate by any means right there's yeah like like, like I, I don't think i've ever skipped one whenever i do like a watch through I, I oh no always... I, if, if i'm if i'm starting from the beginning to end i'll, oh, I'll okay. go through okay. everything i'll go through the clip shows i'll do all yeah i like, say if i was to skip anything it'd probably be like highlights of a hundred maybe i'll still watch those just it's awesome because it's just nothing but laughs. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, every every clip, they're like, oh, yes, yes, and this, and exactly. this. But I'm, I'm talking like if I'm flipping through the channels and TBS, oh, Seinfeld's on, I'm flipping. Oh, I'm like, oh, eh. oh, yeah, now let's watch a Simpsons mm-hmm. episode or something. Um, the other thing I want to say up front, and I told you this last night off mic, I purposely left the contest episode off of my list, and you don't have to spoil your list whether you did or didn't, but I just want to make sure because that is that is probably the best episode of Seinfeld. Like, maybe if you were to, again, because it's kind of like our Beatles episode where this is this is our top 10 favorites. This mm. isn't us trying to make a top 10 best, because oh, that, no, that, that would be a different like list. The Soup Nazi, the Bubble right, Boy, the right, Puffy Shirt. The right. Com- you, it was just all the, the right. standard. Like, the, the contest is, I think, one of the best sitcom episodes ever made. So, mm. I, and, and because so why it's, wouldn't it be on your list? Then? It's It's been talked about to death. <laughs> and so it's more just like, and I figured, I, I knew we would talk about it either right. in an honorable mention or if one of, if you picked it so i'm just like i'm gonna take this opportunity to talk about another episode because i know that one's gonna get mentioned anyway so like let's talk about something else that's what i did with the one that like but it is incredible the one that i ended up taking off my list that's top of my honorable mentions was like the very first one like when i was when i was working right out of high school and i Mm -hmm. had this have you seen this show seinfeld no Uh he's explaining it to me i went home that week and watched that episode that was the first episode I saw as an air, oh, and, okay. it's, and it's a classic episode, and okay. it, was, it just is good. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, would this really? I mean, 
I don't know. There's so there's when you especially when you hit those later seasons, mm-hmm. and I talk to a lot of people, and I know a lot of people really don't like those last few seasons. I don't understand why. The last two after Larry David leaves, I love them. I, I love them too. There's <laughs> definitely it changes. The show becomes much goofier. Oh, yeah. It becomes but I very have no problem. Yeah, <laughs> like in the early seasons, it's very much realistic, kind of grounded in reality. That these are very much real situations. They get much wackier as they go on, but yeah, they're still funny. Yeah, okay. um, the very first episode I ever saw is my number two. Oh, okay. So as we get to that point, that's, I mean, I'll never know because you're you're, and, you're and, much older than me. But so what, me Seinfeld was on a lot, and I remember it being always so. I, it's was hard it to say. Still what, on when was it still going when you started watching, or was it done? I, no, it I remember point? watching the. I remember watching the finale. I remember my okay. more so. I remember my parents watching the finale, gotcha. but I. I fell in love with Seinfeld in reruns. Mm. I, I wasn't actively watching it when it was on. I just remember it existing. Okay. But it wasn't until like TBS and stuff would air it all the time. And like Fox uh, in Utah, our Fox is Fox 13. It would always be Simpsons at 6, Seinfeld at 6.30. Yep. Um, and then uh, Simpsons at 10, Seinfeld at 10.30. Uh, so th- that's where I fell in love with Seinfeld. So my number two is the first episode that I actively remember Seeing watching and, like, and having oh, yeah. an impact of like, that was so funny. And like okay. remembering the episode itself. So I'll start us off here right. with my number 10. And yeah, this th- this was hard. This is, this is like trying to choose your favorite children if you had 180 children. <laughs> <laughs> very, very hard. So my number 10... Is the only uh, hour-long episode on my list, mm-hmm. and it's also the first hour-long episode. My number ten is the boyfriend, really? which is okay. uh, episode seventeen slash eighteen of the third season. Originally aired on February twelfth, nineteen ninety-two, was written by Larry David and Larry Levin, and it was directed by Tom Sharonis, who directed like the first five, six seasons, basically, besides the Good Samaritan, which Jason Alexander directed. Uh, this is the first hour-long episode of the show, like I mentioned earlier. It was gets it an stars... actual hour-long, or was it a two-parter? It's a two. Well, I don't know if it's technically. I don't know if they aired it all at once when they aired it first, but it's. I just treat it as like if you watch it on like Hulu or something. It's not like the boyfriend part one and the boyfriend part two. If you cl- if you watch the boyfriend, it's it's an hour. It's an hour. Okay. That, so that, that kind of that seems familiar to me. Like... So yeah, uh, first hour-long episode guest stars Keith Hernandez, who which is. Who was a big base? I'm not a big baseball guy, but I know he was a big base, and he was a pretty big get for them, yeah, he plays especially for the Broncos, right? No, he played for the Mets. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but uh, he was a pretty big get for them, especially being in the third season. The show was still very much a cult show at this mm-hmm. point; it hadn't taken off yet. So for them to get a, a kind of a bigger guest star like that, I think it was kind of a big deal, especially with Jerry being such a the real Jerry being a big Mets fan. I know he talked about. He was like pretty nervous shooting this episode because he was like kind of starstruck by Keith Hernandez, which is awesome. Um, I I love this episode. There's so many iconic things. You obviously have the JFK parody scene talking about the uh, the spitter and stuff, the magic loogie, Um, the uh, George save Handley, save Handley, running out (laughs) with his pants around his ankles. With uh, Jerry, uh, maybe one of the best ad libs of all time coming back in, like, and you want to be my latex? Not in the script. But it's just the timing so perfect. His delivery of it's so good. The audience just goes crazy. And it's funny because the audience, the live audience in that episode is, is already losing it by that point. Like you, you even see like when he comes running out of the bathroom, say Madeline, say Madeline. You can see Michael Richards. He goes to say his line once, and he realizes the laughter is too loud, and he holds back, and he goes. 
how how did you know who they were asking for? He has to really like (laughs) kind of yell it because the the audience is so loud. And then Jerry comes in and gives him that other last blow right there. And it's it's so good. Like the hands on the hips and you want to be my lady. It's fucking perfect. Um, There's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Newman was still a pretty newer character by this, but he's like, He's really good in this episode, especially the way he just enters. Keith Hernandez. (laughs) I despise him. (laughs) Really, really good. Um, So, and I also wrote down all the storylines for each, for each, because I, a perfect Seinfeld episode has each character with their own storyline. I think that that's when they really were. Peter Melman said the key to a great Seinfeld episode was a good Elaine storyline. And what's really funny, I don't have any Peter Melman scripts um, in my top 10, but, uh, I did notice in my, t- a lot of them, they all do have good Elaine storylines. I think that's true. Like when, when they gave Elaine something good to do, cause there are episodes where she's just kind of there when she has a good storyline, the episode definitely is stronger for it. So even though Peter Melman's episodes didn't make my list, even though he wrote some great ones, um, I believe that's true. So uh, Jerry's storyline in this is basically just him being overly obsessed with Keith Hernandez. Yeah. And they have this really kind of back and forth thing of like, uh, how do you treat a friend that's a guy? He's very over anxious to call him, even though it's a dude. Uh, George's uh, storyline is him trying to get his unemployment extended with this lady. I think her name is Mr. Sokol, Sokol, whatever. She she's hilarious. The lady down at the unemployment office. Oh yeah, and he's he's he goes on a date with her daughter. <laughs> with her daughter, yeah. <laughs> and she has that also like. <laughs> if I need what is it? She's like, if I want a discount on a box of nails, I'll call you. <laughs> so good there's that really funny scene that cracks me up because it's just so random where they're where there's where he's sitting in the employment office and she's like sign this whatever and he's asking he's like what what places have you been applying to and i don't know where he's just like whatever whatever <laughs> he's like he starts doing this like crappy impression where he, it's like what no <laughs> um elaine's storyline uh is basically she dates keith which again uh, even though i just mentioned like most of mine have strong elaine so this one isn't as strong because she's just basically there to date keith and to have that that whole jealousy aspect right right and then kramer's storyline is just him and newman hate keith and annis i think they're there's theirs and george's are the strongest ones right george's is real good because it's like you follow him through this whole thing i love his whole thing of like he's like yeah Vandalay Industries I, I was very close there very close and she asks for the phone number and everything. he's like when did you you plan on calling him he's like as soon as I get done with you and he's like alright because well, their hours are, are, are very and like the way he just takes off out of the room <laughs> and they, they do this great thing where he runs up to the phone booth and like rips the guy out of it he's like he'll call you back and then they play back on that later when he when he has to try to call to get Keith Hernandez there and <laughs> he runs and there's like this big giant dude in the phone booth and he like runs up to him, he's like Take your time. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the JFK scene is is perfect. It's it's flawless, and that's one of those things I remember Jerry talking about being really pleased with himself that he was able to get it because he 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 knew that he wasn't the actor. Everybody oh, else yeah. around him was were great mm-hmm. actors. He was a comedian that was starring in a TV show, but he surrounded himself with talent. But he knew that his that was not his strong suit. But him having to do this kind of monologue thing with with the golf club and and everything, and he was able to. He's like, I remember being able to get working on it in rehearsals and then doing it in front of the audience, getting through it. And he said, I tried so hard not to break and not. Leave. He's like, but I was so proud of myself when we finished that. Season. He's like, yes, got it. 
So, um, the, it, yeah, it's just hilarious. The whole, there has to have been a second spitter. Like, <laughs> and, uh, on the gravelly road. On the gra- <laughs> it was McDowell. <laughs> So good. I love the whole, uh, the next thing you'll be driving him to the airport. I'm not driving him to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> There's another really good scene with uh, Elaine and Jerry and Monks where he's like, you know, why doesn't he call? It's been three days, whatever. She's like, I'm sorry, honey. It's very much like that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my number 10, The Boyfriend. Great episode. Nice. It's it's one of my favorite of the earlier. Uh, like there, There's some gems in those early episodes, but they, they, don't, they never feel quite that like Seinfeld until you get to about season four or five ish, but there's some gems in those early ones. That's one of them to me. Right. Nice. So, yeah. I, I do enjoy that episode. It didn't even hit my, uh, I think it because the, the sports aspect with it, but, right. Like, I'm not a sports Keith guy whatsoever, whatsoever. I do. I do like <laughs> it. I, I, uh, my, a, my final AP English paper, uh, was about the assassination of JFK, so oh, I okay. watched that. I read so many books and articles, <laughs> and I watched that movie so many times that I, that you whole chew gum. Of it, I, I have a friend in the gum business. I make one call. I have boxes sent to you, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your number ten? My number ten is from season six, and it's episode five called "The Couch." Oh, this is yeah. Th- this one didn't make my original twenty-one. Really? So. Um, October 27th, 1994, it was directed by Andy Ackerman, written by Larry David, which I believe, uh, might be, nope, nope, I do have one more. I got I, I, I was surprised how many episodes, I have two. Oh, I have. Only written by Larry David. Oh, I have list, quite a few Larry David episodes. Which blew my episodes. mind. Right. Some of um, them aren't so Larry, like this one was Larry David and Larry Levin, the boyfriend, but most of mine, Larry David's on there somewhere. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically he was in all of them anyways, even if they weren't given credit, because him and Jerry did a final... Passover over every yeah, script exactly. anyways, yeah. but still. Um, the the breakdown of this is Elaine begins to date the guy who delivers Jerry's new couch. Kramer uh, plans to start a pizza business with Poppy. Um, George joins a book club but tries to rent the movie instead, which is bre- Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, this is where he goes to their oh, house. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, just, uh, there's a lot everybody's storyline in this is <laughs> awesome. And then you have that whole underlying abortion thing that like, like we had this discussion where right. like you it was so over your head at the time right it was years later that you realized oh my god that's what they're talking about right because th- th- there's a conflict that elaine is very very pro-choice oh, yeah. and she's talking about how she can't even associate with anybody that's not pro-choice and so I, and i love the way that jerry just baits her oh, into yeah. these but let's ask him let's right. ask him what their how their what's his are. stance on <laughs> abortion and she does that like makeup thing. Was like what? But later in the episode, there's a scene with Poppy and Kramer where they're arguing of when does a pizza become a pizza? What makes exactly. a pizza a pizza? Yeah. And it's basically an abortion debate. But yeah, for years exactly. I was like, yep. and once that clicked, it, it makes so much sense. But I'm like, oh my god, yeah. it's a pizza. It's the, it's the minute you put your fist into the dough, <laughs> it's not a pizza until it comes out of the oven. <laughs> and it's so like for me, I thought it was so in your face and very. I, Right. Back then when I watched If I was older when I'd seen it, maybe. Oh, but maybe it might have just been course. because like first time I saw that, I probably didn't couldn't tell you what an abortion was. Exactly. Yeah. So But they're it, just one of those episodes that's very it, just the cleverness of how they wrote this in and not really coming out to say it. I mean, again, you have the Jerry and Elaine aspect of them arguing about it mm-hmm. but then they take it to a different level with the whole opening of the pizza restaurant and mm-hmm. that 
everything going on there. Like the whole episode. That's which is a, which really is a callback to like around. a season two. Ep- I'm trying to remember which episode it is. It's an early one. It's a it's a se- I think it's season two where Kramer comes in where he's like talking to oh, Elena's like the pizza, the pizza where you own. where you make your yeah. own pie and oh, that's yeah. a, so that was a callback oh, yeah. to wait and where <laughs> George is like you can't have people putting their hands into six hundred. <laughs> it's all supervised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was kind of cool for them goes, to bring him this, back. This uh, harkens back to I think the episode was the pie. The where pie you find, with you poppies. Meet poppy for yeah. the first time. And yeah. The, un- the that's not a, washing the hands yeah. and all that stuff. Poppy's a good character. Um, and the George storyline in this is awesome. Where they they need to re- read Breakfast Tiffany's. I don't know if anyone, if you've ever read it, it's not a long book. It's right. not a big book. Seriously. So it just makes really this not. even funnier oh, that yeah. he can't even put it's, in you like. You can't even just do this, you know. George has that really great line in that uh, that episode where uh, the daughter steals his seat. Where he's like, come yeah. on, Joe. I, mean, I got my nuts here. And <laughs> Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe. <laughs> the way he delivers that line when, they, when he spills. The grape juice on the couch. Uh, Was it the couch or the yeah, floor? Where it was? Yeah. But but it's that way where like he, he's looking at him, and the way <laughs> George is looking at him, and he's just like, "Oh, Joe!" And it, the way he, he makes his voice <laughs> kind of crack, yeah. and crack like, "Oh, oh the, Joe, Joe, the audacity!" No. Like such an asshole to beat when the wife comes home and she starts talking to him. He's like, you, sh, sh, "Like yeah. he's like, can uh, you just?" Uh, <laughs> we're watching a movie <laughs> in somebody else's house that you've yeah. never met. Like that's George. Though. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It's but it's just it's so good. Oh, and then. Uh, the the big scene from this too is obviously Poppy getting off the couch, right? Mm. And the, it, it's probably one of my favorite Jerry deliveries in the whole series, where he's Poppy like, where, where he's couch. like, is it? Could it? Could he have? It is. <laughs> and it's the way when he grabs Kramer, it's the water that goes into his face, and when he he yeah. delivers a line, he's the water is spewing everywhere. It's 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 great. And it's so funny when Poppy gets up. Walks past him and like Jerry's just like, yeah. Where he just stands there like. <laughs> the I love Kramer's happened? thing where he's just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and when Elaine of course finally confronts the the mover boyfriend oh, or whatever, yeah. he's like, one day we're gonna get enough people in the Supreme Court to change that law. And her face is just, just like that hurt that just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh yeah, the couch. That's a great episode. Oh, all right, my number nine. Um, my number nine is the uh, first episode of season five. This is the the premiere episode of season five. There, there's two episodes as a young man of Seinfeld that both gave me sexual complexes. Um, again, as, as someone who was so far a virgin, like so far away from even touching a woman, the, 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 these gave me complex because these are. So the first episode is the Hamptons episode with the, the, the shrinkage. Like I was aware of shrinkage because I'm a I'm a man with a penis. But so I, I but, oh, man. so like I was aware that that was a thing. But seeing that episode, the fact that Jane wait wait wait, the, the wait, fact, wait 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 the fact that you just said I'm a man with a penis. Right. <laughs> well, 2021, you never know. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the fact that Jane leaves after she finds out that George is dick is so small that get, uh, like as a as a young man like maybe like a 12 13 year old I was like is, is that a th- like is that a thing like like uh, that pressure so well, there the- was that and then the other one is my number nine which is the mango and oh, yeah, this yeah. was the this was the first time again th- th- they're not the first one to talk about 
women faking orgasms, but this is the first time in my life I had heard, this is the introduction of the idea of women faking orgasms in my life was this episode. So watching this for the first time, I was like, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Girls? <laughs> and again, so that was like this like complex that it gave me. So Seinfeld did that to me on two different occasions. The original title for this episode was the orgasm and NBC was like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> not uh, a chance. I, I'm going to pause you right there to go to, to just hit back on this Hamptons thing. Like when she leaves, right. They never really specify why. They they oh, don't they... explain it. It's it's implied she's left because of that. But S- Seinfeld episodes do such a great job with never. What else it, would not, it be though? Not because it it's like you, like, do you, like do you think Rachel talked to Jane and then just cuts to you're leaving? She's like, yeah, something came up. Like it's definitely what, it, 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 because because they they put such pressure on the fact that they hadn't slept together yet and this was going to be their first you know. Um, but like the. The, going back to the pie episode where she won't eat the pie. Right. You never know why. No. You they never. Give and that makes it so much better. There's many episodes where those, right. those little things where you. It's never just so like people quite, have these little quirks. Yeah. You never yeah. quite get the answer to why that was. So this originally aired on September 16th, 1993, about a month after I was born. Um, written by Larry David, Lawrence H. Levy is directed by Tom Sharonis. Um, Jerry's storyline in this episode is upset about Elaine's faking orgasms. George's storyline is uh, George is dating Karen, who's the risotto broad, um, and he's he all the orgasm talk gives him this this complex of is he satisfying her, and then he gets ED later, and it's a whole thing. Elaine's storyline is very much roped in with Jerry's about she's she admitted to Jerry that she faked orgasms back when they dated and now this, it's a whole thing they have and uh, Kramer's storyline is he gets banned from Joe's fruit stand oh, yeah. <laughs> for taking back a bad peach and he's like I could have came in here with a plum a week ago but I let it slide, I let it slide. I let it slide. <laughs> um, the opening scene to this episode is I think pure perfection it's pure Seinfeld it's like it's Seinfeld in its purest form it starts with just Jerry and George in Monks where he's talking about Karen and uh you know the delivery is so good where george is like there's just one problem he's like sexual yeah <laughs> and he's like i've never felt quite confident in that area in in one particular he's like below the equator yeah. it's so good it, it's seinfeld <laughs> in its purest form because they never actually say what they're talking about exactly. but everyone understands what they're talking about and i love jerry's like no one does. No one knows what they're doing down there. <laughs> you just close your eyes, hope for the best. Like, I think they honestly, they just appreciate that you're making an effort. Uh, and then that scene would already be good enough. But then when Elaine enters the scene and sits down, and they're, you know, have you ever faked it? Oh, yeah, whatever. And uh, Jerry's so overconfident, like, well, probably after that many beers, probably can't yeah. tell anyways. And she's like, you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know. Julia's so good. She's so fucking good. I, I love this scene so much. And you can see she's Julia's loving every minute of this one. He's like, you know, what about the screaming? The moaning? Fake, 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 fake. <laughs> she's got this smile on her face. She's just owning it because, and I think Julia talks about this in a lot of interviews. Like in the 90s, there wasn't a lot of women being openly sexual on TV at all anyways. But the stuff that she got to talk about on this show oh, yeah. was unheard of. And got to be, you know, very openly sexual, talking about or- faking orgasms and oh yeah, orgasms and, and masturbation, and-, and she's just owning this scene, like like yeah, I faked, it. you know, that scene's great. There's the other great scene in this episode with with Kramer, Kramer yes, yeah, <laughs> you, you, know, it's, uh, you know, I think you know, <laughs> like that gets the chuckle out of me, but what, the one that like gets me on the top is Jerry's like you faked. It. <laughs> 
you know, sometimes it's enough already and I want to get to sleep. Yeah. I love, uh, and then Elaine asked the woman that's in her office where she's, you know, have you ever faked it? I like her response where she's like, you know, we go to a Broadway play and we had really nice seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Uh, I love the, <laughs> the do, you, do you feel the same way after you eat the risotto? She's like, no, I feel full after I eat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Let's see. Yeah, and that, then of course George, you know, messes it all up at the end. Right. Where he's like, "Oh yeah, you just oh yeah, where he's show. yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I do appreciate it, but laying it on a little, a little thick, thick, don't you think? <laughs> and I love that she's like, "Get out of here!" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, you had a good you thing. Stupid ass. You fixed everything. Yeah, and you, you stupid just ass." It. Um, I love the scene with Jerry going into Joe's fruit stand to buy fruit oh, for Kramer because that. after Kramer gets banned and Jerry is like the worst actor of all time like the worst faker of all time where he's like well gotta have fruit around the house nutritious three plantains <laughs> he's like avocado oh just oh, right plums with red on the inside, inside. <laughs> you like, hold it right there I like where he's like that's Kramer yeah <laughs> This fruit's enough for you. What are you talking about? <laughs> this fruit's a Kramer. <laughs> and then they get, and then it's it's also because they don't have a scene. It, it's perfect because they, they they do stuff without having to explain everything because you already get it. But then they just cut to a scene later with George coming in with like three bags of fruit. Like they don't have to have a scene where they're asking George to go fruit shopping because exactly. you already get it. And he's like, I'm not doing that anymore. That guy was eyeballing me the whole time. <laughs> but the the fact that like it starts with Kramer. And then, like, then Jerry gets banned, and like Jerry was never like it, it earlier on when you, right. you earlier episodes he just doesn't. Oh, I got this in the supermarket. Oh, you need to go to Joe's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the fact that like now Jerry wants it from. I Joe's think they name drop Joe's a couple times yeah. in earlier seasons before you ever. And this is the only episode he ever shows up yeah. in, I think. But but the fact that both funny. of them now are like, mm-hmm. you need to get us our fruit. <laughs> and <laughs> that, you think Jerry would just be okay to like okay and right. go back to the grocery store. <laughs> the, and the last uh, the last scene of this episode, I think, is pretty iconic too, with with Elaine showing up, and oh. you know you you got my you got my cards are next to the poke chips yeah. and uh her about to walk out the door closing the door i'm like all right i'll give you half an hour let's go um and i love jerry's like you know w- w- sex to save the fresh <laughs> well if we have to we have to <laughs> um yeah it's it, it's a great episode it, it's just it's one that's very memorable i imagine this is one that a lot of women probably women seinfeld fans would probably have an affinity for just because it is julia getting to kind of yeah own jerry for a little bit because like he's completely captivated by it like once he finds out that she was faking orgasm well, he's, he, calling, he can't, he's calling up all girlfriends <laughs> i can't remember what's the one girl's name he calls he calls he's like she had orgasms what do you think about that elaine yeah uh, hello hello <laughs> <laughs> she's like meryl streep this woman <laughs> she's <a> big phony <laughs> so that's my number nine is the mango kylie what's your number nine nice um my number nine is, and it's a, it's an old one from season three. It's episode five of season three. Um, <laughs> I it, it it's one that like every time I tried to do this list, uh, every time I would come across this, I'm like, no, this this is got to be in my top ten. Mm-hmm. This is an episode that I could watch over and over, 
and it's the library. Oh, Bookman. Bookman. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, Again, just, that's not in my own mentions yet, but, oh, but that's, I, that's, I thought about just for that, just for the scenes with Bookman alone, um, it's almost... Oh, Bookman, the whole, um, the flashbacks of kid, them oh, yeah. back in high school. <laughs> George um, with the big poofy wig, yeah. <laughs> uh, Can't so stand you. Stuff. And like, and it's a great episode to watch, um... When, when, um, I, I wish I could remember the actor's name at the moment, but when, when Bookman is delivering his lines, you could just see oh, people struggling. I, I to can't, keep a straight I can't face. believe it's weird because when you watch the bloopers, there's no bloopers for any of those scenes. And I, I know there has to be because you can see <laughs> even the, in, in the final version of the episode, Jerry's smiling. I'm like, I know maybe they just made it through. Uh, there's the, no way that there's, there's gotta team, be some right? stuff of Jerry just dying because <laughs> it's the way he like flips his little coat over where he's like, wait. Well, think about that think yeah. about this like <laughs> well, let me tell you one thing buster if you think <laughs> There's, and like almost every time he does it jerry has to like turn away exactly. from him because he can't keep the eye contact with him. and that yeah. guy never breaks at all Not he's he's never. a well-trained he's, a well-trained yeah. actor and it's like the library cop's name is bookman, bookman? <laughs> <laughs> he's heard them all <laughs> uh what's the uh what's the old uh girl's name in that episode the one jerry the remember oh. what's her name uh Tropic of Capricorn, <laughs> uh, where he meets back up with her. She and and like everything that Jerry remembers about that story is wrong. Exactly. That she she the, chewed a different kind of gum. Yeah, her color Jack. was a different. <laughs> oh, never. Yeah, licorice gum. Yeah, and then she was Jerry, wearing a different remember? dress. It wasn't even the right. Book. Right. He was thinking it was Tropic of Cancer. It was Tropic, Tropic of Capricorn. Capricorn. Yeah. And then um, you had the gym coach where he got fired because they were given the atomic wedgie. Uh, um, what's his name? It's like Hainer or something uh, like that? Heyman. Or, Heyman, that's what it is, yeah. Mr. Heyman. Mr. Heyman. Uh, that last <laughs> scene of him is really good, too, where he's got the book. Yeah. He's like, can't stand you. Can't stand you. Uh, this episode has one of like the darkest jokes, I think, in all of Seinfeld when they're in Monks and they're talking about, they're explaining what an atomic wedgie is to mm-hmm. Elaine, whatever, and she's like, oh, oh, yeah. she, and yes. she's like, I don't know how you boys can do that stuff to each other. It's like, oh, what, girls don't bully other girls? It's like, yeah, well, we do, but we just, what is it she says? It's like, we, 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 tease, we, them we, we just tease them until they develop an eating disorder. Exactly, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's such it's a dark joke. Too. Yeah, but it's a, that's a dark <laughs> joke, man. That's not something you just say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Library's a good episode. Um, there's a really good scene with Kramer's storyline in this episode revolves around him. Is it? Uh, it's Bookman is the library cop, then it's Marion the librarian. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> um, and he has a thing for her. <laughs> I love when he first sees her, like, she needs a little Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a great episode or a great scene it, where uh, Bookman is leaving Jerry's apartment right as Marion's walking out oh, of yeah. Kramer's apartment. She has to like hurry and close <laughs> And it's, it's just shot in one one thing and it's like oh man it's so good oh yeah that's a good that's episode. a great one yeah a library classic. is a good one yeah. this is what sucks because like everything you mentioned i'm like oh yeah yeah that um my number eight this one's a, a i feel like a pretty famous or iconic one that would probably show up on a lot of people's lists my number eight is the marine biologist that was that was a tough one to keep uh, on my list. Okay, just 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 for missed it. The that last scene, final scene. Alone. This is the fourteenth episode of the fifth season. Originally aired on February tenth, nineteen ninety four. It was written by Ron Hodge and Charlie Rubin, which is guys that didn't write. They're not 
like I know a lot of the main you know, Larry Charles, Larry David, yeah. Peter Melman, those guys, Spike Fairstein, David Mandel, like those guys. Uh, they, but you, you, every once in a while, you'd have like kind of these one-off guys that didn't write a ton of episodes. They'd write like one or two, but this was a, a big one, obviously. Um, so there, there's a lot of trivia stuff about this episode because there's a lot of different little things. So the final scene of the episode. Maybe the funniest episode of the whole series. If you were to have to choose like biggest laughs, um, the whole cast talks about sitting in that booth and monks doing this in front of the audience and talking about it feeling just like a wall, a truck of laughter, just, I mean, hitting them. And uh, we talked about earlier Kramer having to wait to say his line and that, save Adelaide. There's another one too with after, when George pulls that golf ball out. He has to, because he's like, what is that a title list? But he, yeah. you can see, like, they all have to kind of just sit there for a minute and wait for the for the noise to kind of come down. And George's response is like, when he's like, what is that a title list? We just kind of does this little, yeah, like, like, really, really good. Um, and that whole monologue, as you know, was written the night before they shot it. So the original, the ending yeah, of that episode it was, was different. Minute. It was way up into the late of the night. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld wrote this monologue, so they were laughing their asses off writing this. And uh, Larry David went up to Jason on set and was like, "Hey, you're a quick study, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You think you could handle uh, like a one and a half page monologue?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, sure. What is it?" And so they and normally. If anyone's not aware, in a sitcom, you'd have, like, in the early parts of the week, you'd have a table read. Yeah. Then for, like, two days, you'd have do a rehearsal, and then you'd bring the audience in. Yeah. They never did a rehearsal, never did a table and they only did this one time. Yeah, so he, Jason he Alexander, nailed it. what you see in the episode is the rehearsal. They only did this once, and he gets it yeah. so good. And I love Jerry talking about, he's like, I, if you watch that scene, I'm not in that scene at all. Like, I'm just like mentally coaching him because I know the lines mm-hmm. and I'm just like trying to coach him like oh my god you're, you're doing, doing it you're yeah. doing it and so he's like this like jaw drop look on my face is just almost in awe that he's that he's doing it but it works for the scene because he's like shocked by the story yeah. right? he's um, angry my friends so the production crew wanted to use the animatronic whale from Free Willy not the not the real well, but they built a robot yeah, one yeah. to use. So they contacted Warner Brothers to ask them if they could use it. But due to a miscommunication, Warner Brothers thought that Seinfeld people wanted the real well, and so they rejected it. Um, so, um, so then the the idea became that they were going to create a CGI whale, which they did do. They created a CGI whale, and Larry David Larry David said he was pleased with how the how real it actually looked. But once they filmed it, Larry decided the scene's way funnier if you don't see the oh, whale yeah. at you just all. See, I love just seeing him walking, <laughs> walking, walking off into the with ocean. his pants all yeah, rolled up, yeah. where he's like taking the hat off. I feel if you saw the whale, it would it would diminish that, right? Definitely. So Jerry's storyline in this episode revolves around uh, Golden Boy. His <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, uh, he also what, helped. What's, what's Golden Boy's brother? Baby Blue. Baby Blue. <laughs> <laughs> like, but look. Around the neckline, it's freeing. Golden boys die closer to death with every wash. Um, and then he also helps this woman, Corinne, track down the owner of the electronic beeper that oh hits her God, in the yes. head, which is Elaine's storyline where Kane. she's, yeah. Um, <laughs> Elaine is with uh, uh, Testikoff. Um, War. What's it good <laughs> for? Say it again. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, that's her storyline is her pendant publishing is is publishing this guy's next book and she's kind of in charge of it and Kramer gives her 
this electronic organizer, which won't stop beeping the limo, so he flips out and throws it. Um, George's storyline is he pretends to be a marine biologist to impress an old crush, Diane DeCon. And the best, Diane DeCon. The, the best is that Jerry is the one who gave oh. him that backstory, and he's like, "Why? Why?" That did you scene do that? is so good where he's like, "He's like, you know who I ran? Diane DeCon's like, Diane DeCon. She was the it girl, whatever." He's like, "I gave her your number. She's gonna give you a call." And he's like, "Okay." If this is some kind of a joke, <laughs> this is a trick. We cannot be friends anymore. <laughs> and he's like, expect a call. It's like, you're not kidding. And he's like, there is one thing you should know, though. <laughs> She's under the impression that you are a marine biologist. He's like, who who told her that? Well, he says, why would she think that? He's like, because I told her you were. <laughs> you know, I always wanted to pretend I was <laughs> an architect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I love Jerry's whole line to her when he's like, he's talking, he's doing stuff with whales right now. You know, they are the biggest mammal, but as George says, they don't have to be. Yeah. Like, he's working on <laughs> cholesterol <of> whales. <laughs> uh, George's uh, storyline revolves around him hitting golf balls into the into the Kramer's. Yeah, or Kramer. Yeah, Kramer's is. Uh, Let's th- go down to th- Rockaway Beach. Th- this is what I, I have this in my notes. I love this scene so much. Where he's like, "Who wants to have some fun?" Uh-huh. Like, I want to have some like, fun. Are you just saying you want to have fun, or do you really? Wanna- I really want to have fun. I'm just, just saying I want to. <laughs> and then Kramer, Michael's. It's so good. This fucking sound effect that he makes makes me laugh so hard every time. He's like, we just hang it up, and they'll go, and then hang in the air, and then go. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another great scene where he comes back from the beach where he's like, you want these? Where he throws his (laughs) golf clubs and kicks it. I don't need them anymore. anymore. Why? I stink. (laughs) The ball's just sitting there, Jerry, and I can't hit it. I got one good shot. And it went way up. <laughs> um, this is the episode that has the blooper where Michael Richards takes Julia out with the golf clubs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good blooper, but it's kind of a oh, painful blooper, right. too. And on the DVDs, uh, Julia says, before they filmed it, uh, she asked him, she's like, you going to be okay with those? And she's like, I swear to God he told me this. He says, don't worry, I've never hurt anybody. He's like, I yes, swear to God he told yeah. me that. Yeah. And you can see he felt really bad. Oh, he, he, fe- he, he, he clocked her good, and that, dude. That's what's sad about it. Like, not only did she get hurt, but, like, you could tell. Like, she's oh, like are you okay? She's and, like, okay. And he like, never I, broke. And he's like, I'm not. I'm not right. okay. Yeah, like, he never broke character. Yeah. So, like, he, he immediately was like, oh, shit. Like, right. he clocked her pretty good, dude. Like, right on the yeah. fucking face. Um, yeah, the- uh, there's a really funny shot in this. N- Newman's like barely in this episode, but there's one really good shot of him that's just, and it's funnier that he's not in this episode except for this one shot because it makes it funnier. So, like, we have Corinne getting hit with the electric organizer. Then later, Tessikoff throws the uh, tape recorder out of the hotel window, hits Corinne in the head. And there's another shot because Kramer's dealing with, he's got sand everywhere mm-hmm. from playing to the beach. And so there's a shot of Kramer holding his, his shoe out the window and he's. Happens, and then he drops the shoe and just, just shot Newman where like nah! that, it's that, funny because that's the only time you see Newman in the whole episode so it's just that one shot it, it makes it better that he's not in the main plot and there's that great shot where he's getting the sand he pulls like his pocket out and oh, yeah. it goes in his face and it's in his eyes because he, he's, he's, he's a he's a, a he, genius of oh, physical yeah. comedy oh, very much so. very much yeah and yeah that last scene everybody knows this he was angry that day my friend it's so good <laughs> That that's probably the they, best. They did an animated version. I don't yeah. know if you watched that. On oh yeah, the, 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 the sign animations or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. There, yeah. There's some really good ones that, of those they did. Um, yeah, that that's probably George's best scene of the series. I think if you had to just choose 
one. I mean, he just nails it. Jason is yeah. is fantastic in that scene. So, um, yeah. Can, what is that? A Tyler's <laughs> hole in one. <laughs> oh yeah. And Jerry talks about you know he he loved as a comedian. I think it's in your blood. You always hope that that last joke before you leave the is stage the, is, the, is the, punch. the punch. And he's like, we didn't have many of those, but he said, those are, he says, whenever anybody asks me what my favorite episodes are, he goes, it's hard for me to pick one, but those are the ones that come to my mind. The, they're real and they're spectacular. My mother laid my panties out for me. <laughs> the, th- those had that last minute just, oh, he's like, he goes, you can't, you can't beat that. Yeah. It, it just, when it happens, it happens. So that's my, was it number eight? Nice. Uh, my number eight is uh, from season eight. It's the fifteenth episode of season eight. Ooh, later uh, episode aired on February thirteenth, ninety seven. Uh, the Susie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this one has some of the best bloopers. Oh, yeah, there's some great bloopers <laughs> on this one. Um, directed by Andy Ackerman. He directed a lot of the ones on my list. He did uh, everything season six onward, I think. Oh, okay. Six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, I believe. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Great episodes. Uh, written by David Mendel. Uh, David li- Mendel did some great... He, he did another one that's way later on my list. That's a David Mendel episode. Okay. Um, so the story is, Elaine creates an alter ego named Susie, mm-hmm. who co-workers believe is actually real. Uh, Jerry's friend once considered him a phony and becomes a bookie. This right. is the Mike from uh, the, the parking spot yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. And a George George avoids his girlfriend by screaming his phone calls and Kramer is like the go between. Uh, oh, this, this is one where it's like she can't break up with me and she can't see me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I can't get a hold of her, we're, we're, we'll still have that date because right. he, he wants to, he's and Kramer that shows up. Dress and, oh, <laughs> and Kramer yeah. shows up. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny! Oh yeah, the the uh, uh, I think the the best moment for this is when they sit down in Peterman's office to have it's supposed to be Elaine. <laughs> Why do you don't have to name and- <laughs> names? You, know? you, me, her, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. What was what was the what's the part where she's like, look, you are part of the problem, I, and then she, and then the one lady is like, I, I thought, thought I was part. Of it. Oh, you are a huge part of the problem. problem. <laughs> um, this episode has one of my favorite Peterman moments when ever. He's doing the eulogy. The, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that night, late at the office, <laughs> we Let gave in to temptation, it. and it was pretty good. <laughs> and if you watch the bloopers, there, there's a there's a part where they're back there and they do this. Uh, probably 20 times on the bloopers of Jerry being like, yeah, but he didn't sleep with both of them. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> either he can't start laughing, then Julia starts yeah. laughing, then all the extras are all <laughs> laughing too in that scene. It's it's really good. The, the Susie's, I love when like she takes ownership of the Susie thing when they call her Sue. She's like, not, not Sue. Sue. Susie. Susie. <laughs> <laughs> I will never be a Sue's. <laughs> hey, Sue's. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and that that lady returns in some other episodes where she's like the germaphobe. The germaphobe. That's episode. in the burning, I think. Um, uh, yes, yeah. the, where you, where Kramer. <laughs> I prepared this meal in my shower. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's a great one. My oh. number seven is a later episode. This is from the last season. This is the sixth episode of season nine. This is the Merv Griffin show. Oh my god. Um, 
So major list. That oh yeah. Okay. That's that's, uh, that's my number two. Oh okay. Wow. I love the Merv Griffin show. <laughs> this is this is a great one. This originally aired November 6, nineteen ninety seven. It was written by Bruce Eric Coplin, which is another name that's like not part of the Seinfeld writers that I have in my yeah. head. Great episode though, directed by Andy, Andy Ackerman. Ackerman. Uh, one of the few episodes where Jerry's apartment is never seen. Um, they they because you, you this is probably the most you've seen of Kramer's apartment, right? But you don't, but you really, don't really see, see the it. apartment. <laughs> the most you ever see of Kramer's apartment is the uh, is like the the movie phone. And welcome to yeah. movie phone because, because he's sitting on his couch and you can kind of see that and maybe the uh, the hot tub maybe because yeah, there, there's a few there's there, a few I, but I mean you never get a good look at uh, tr- oh true uh, yeah so Which but is yeah Jared this is one of the only episodes where uh, include like the Chinese restaurant the parking garage there's a few that Jerry's apartment's never seen this is one of those um, Jerry's storyline in this episode is he's dating a girl with a vintage toy collection and, and this is very much their play on uh Date rape, mm-hmm. kind of talk, and, and it's so beautifully Very done. This so. idea yes. of this is, of, this is up there with the couch, and getting the... a girl drunk to play with her toys. It's yes. it's beautiful. <laughs> they, they attempted this once earlier in an episode. I think it's called the masseuse, where he's dating the masseuse, where all he yes. wants from her is yep. her. But this one does the uh, rape analog much better. George's storyline dark. Oh yeah, very dark. Yeah, but but they find a way episode. to talk oh, about exactly. it without you know. Yes. George's storyline is he keeps hitting animals with his car. <laughs> we had a deal. <coughs> Elaine's storyline is uh, she's stuck with the sidler at work. This new guy that just he just oh, yeah. he's he's a real sidler. Yeah. Uh, Kramer's storyline is he finds the old Merv Griffin set and sets it up in his apartment. Um, and it's the opening. See this is the old Merv Griffin. See this this is Merv Griffin's cigar. There's a lot of moments that I wrote down in my notes that just jokes that I've always loved. There's the one where he Elaine's talking about the Sidler where she's like, he snuck that up and I was singing that song from The Lion King. Where I was like, Akuna Matata? She's like, I thought I was alone. It doesn't make her right. <laughs> I love that uh, line. Kramer's delivery when uh, when they're like, where do you sleep? Backstage. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could take like that's not a funny line, but this? it's the, it's the way he says it. How did you get this in your apartment? It just kind of clicks on and then uh, I like like you're drugging this woman to play with her toys. Like, it's a victimless crime. What about the woman who's being drugged? Okay, one victim. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that like they get he gets George over there at one point, and then when they find out about the Easy Bake Oven, and then uh, Elaine's over there. Too. <laughs> and this is another one that has some There's really good good bloopers, good bloopers yeah. because Jerry and Jason could not get through the scene where he's like, <laughs> so when I, so when I found George on the street with with a ten pound turkey and a box of wine, <laughs> and Jer- Jerry just can't, <laughs> and they're like, what movie did you guys bring? Jerry brought some, <laughs> some childhood taste from his boyhood trip to Michigan, four hours, <laughs> more heavy gravy. <laughs> What's that drug in Turkey that makes you sleepy? <laughs> Tryptophan, I think. <laughs> uh, touchdown! And the uh, and going back to uh, Elaine with the Easy Bake Oven. Um, the side story of that is the Sidler. Mm-hmm. How she has got the she. She's given him the tic tacs, mm-hmm. like because your breath is horrible, yeah. so she can tell when he's there. But he Peterman hates the maraca. Yeah, he's that. a human maraca, <laughs> and it's uh, it was some kind of uh, I can't remember what he he compared it to some oh. uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. Some torture or something. <laughs> like Vietnamese torture or something. Peterman but, has uh, some great moments in this one. But she's like, you need to, you need to lay off the Tic Tacs. Because he's like, if I find out who's doing this, they're fired. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> You'll be out on your camera. And it was the uh, the gum. He's like, oh, I can't chew gum. The only gum I like. <laughs> was it came out of the Mickey Mouse gum. Exactly. They she's stopped like, making that 20 years ago. <laughs> because she's oh, been yeah. there with the Easy Bake Oven. She's like... Well, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, when they show up, she's like, "Who's this guy?" He's like, "Don't worry about yeah. it. More heavy gravy. Let me top that wine up for you." <laughs> oh, the, uh, Peterman has another good part in this episode where he's like, "These stink. Like, do them again." And I assume I need them right away. <laughs> now going back, John to- Hurley, man, he's he's oh, he's he's amazing. He, he takes Him every and Patrick Warburton. His delivery yeah. is so good. It, like he just says stuff the way nobody would ever say them, but it's so good. <laughs> and I assume I need it right away. The very pen-sized <laughs> Um, White Palace. <laughs> the, the gum. The gum thing where she's like, hey, you know, she, she has this ancient Mickey gumball machine. So I got a, I got a, a life story here for you. <laughs> um, at the uh, the mall where we have the, the shop, uh, they do um, like a sports card memorabilia stuff shows every now and then. Right. Uh, at one point... They had a Mickey Mouse gumball machine? No, oh. but they had... We found a... I think someone had stole it from one of the booths and come into our store and stashed it. We it's found it behind some of the pops. It was an. Uh, it was a pack of Elvis trading cards. Oh. oh well, from 1974. Wow. This was the year I was born. Right. And it was still sealed, and it still had the gum in it. Oh, shit. So... You t- tried the gun. Had to eat the gun. So uh, we we used to sell the old Batman, the Tim Burton, the original Batman. We had Trading a bunch cards, of those, yeah. and I would like, hey, how much you give me to eat that gum? Yeah, and I'd I'd eaten some of those pieces of gum, and that, probably that's like ninety or something. I mean, I'd probably movie was eighty nine, so you oh, would assume yeah, it's so around 90. there. Yeah. And that gum, it it just it broke apart. It was jagged, and it never congealed. Mm-hmm. We ate the Elvis gum. <laughs> We in in I don't know if, if anyone's old enough to remember how these little these little pink sticks of bubble gum came in the cards, um, but I was gonna eat the whole stick and Charles was there with me and he's like well no 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 I, you split that up I'm like okay Kenny was also there I'm we're very sad to this day that no one filmed this right but Kenny would was gonna have nothing to do with this so it was just me and Charles so we split that up ate this gum. So thinking about this episode, like I don't know how a bubblegum ball would age over time, but mm-hmm. a stick of gum from nineteen seventy four being eaten in I'm guessing this was twenty twenty, maybe twenty nineteen. It's it's COVID. Uh, it's all time is together. meaningless anymore, yeah. But this gum turned to dust. And that's all it was. It never did anything. Like wetness wouldn't congeal this to anything it was just dust it was this taste was terrible mm-hmm. um we ended up spitting it out um that's i so i, I i'm curious how a mickey mouse gumball from that like you know yeah it was from his childhood so again it's it's this gum that's this old like really that gumball is gonna shatter right when you put it in your mouth I, I don't know. Another great one-liner off this episode is when you know they surprised uh, Jerry with Julia come out, or Celia is her name. Come out, Celia, where she's on the you know the oh. Merc of a set. and when she's like, "How could you?" This and this, and I love Newman. You go, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> and he's like doing this. 
Oh. Um, there's the other one that Julia talks about being one of the hardest scenes for her to get through is when they're sitting there when when he does alright let's take a short break when he just like stuffs the, stuff the Ritz, the Ritz crackers and drinks the and Diet Coke burps. He burps. Uh, we're back we're back <laughs> so good man so that was my what was it number 7 so Kylie what's your number 7 uh. <laughs> My number seven is from season seven, and it's episode five, The Hot Tub. Oh, this is is a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, October 26, 1995, written by Greg Cavill and Andy Robin, directed by Andy Ackerman. Uh, the the storyline here is George picks up a bad habit from some visiting Astros representatives. This is the, oh, you son of you a bitch! Son of a bitch. <laughs> they let you son of a bitches on a plane, you bastard! <laughs> uh, during the you time tell the, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> during the time of the New York City Marathon, Elaine has an out of country oh, runner as John, her uh, house guest. Was it John Paul? John, John Paul, Paul? John Paul? John Paul? John Paul? Oh God, he's such a good look at the little bastard. <laughs> Uh, there, there was an uh, oversleep. I think I pissed off the wake-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> he had overslept and missed the big race in the last Olympics. Right. Jerry obsesses with in- ensuring that he doesn't, this won't happen again. Yeah. And uh, the other, the the title of it, uh, Kramer it installs a hot tub in his apartment. But then fries the, <laughs> <laughs> his heating pump goes out because he like fries oh, the yeah. whole. Because he, he gets, he gets a huge, uh. It's, we'll just start from the beginning because there's so much going on in this episode. <laughs> there's a lot of good shit. Um, Jean Paul, Jean Paul's coming in. Elaine's hosting him. He's running the New York Marathon. Um, it, it's the it's the whole he he had slept in and he right. missed he'd missed the Olympics. Uh, so he comes in and I remember everyone like oh so. The Olympics. That's that's uh-huh. a son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, so what was it? What was it? You know, and the, he talks about the alarm, like, and they're, oh, was it? Did it just do this? Was it too not? He's like, yeah. no, it was the. There was a different volume for uh-huh. the alarm and the radio, and they're like, son of a bitch, different volume, different volume. <laughs> um, but and uh, they're constantly talking about how Elaine can't be trusted to exactly. get this guy up on time. She Jerry's puts it in for twenty minutes. She puts this. something in the microwave for twenty minutes instead of two instead minutes two, or whatever. Yeah. And um, she's like, "It's not my microwave, John Paul. Yeah. It's not my microwave." Then <laughs> <laughs> Jerry finally just takes over, but then he goes to a hotel and he upsets the wake up guy. So then they end up back at Jerry's yeah. apartment. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. But happening the, the side story of that, or the main story, is mm-hmm. the the hot tub that kramer has in his apartment and he's just chilling in the hot tub and it goes out at one point the, sleep, the, the heating element in it. yeah the yeah. heating element goes <laughs> he's out he's all bundled up with that big and he's it, it, the uh, i think he has the windows open because mm-hmm. it's so hot but the heating element goes out while he's asleep and it just turns ice cold so right. he's freezing and he yeah. just can't get his body heat up <laughs> and he's waiting for this new this heating new pump heating to come pump. in yeah and he gets like the big, heavy dude, <laughs> like industrial, industrial size, thing. yeah. And that is what with what money it. they never like, like, exactly. He, he's he. It's it's Kramer. I right. mean, that, that's <laughs> <It's> Kramer. <laughs> but uh, he installs this, gets it going, and that's the night that Jean Paul Jean Paul goes and sleeps <laughs> at Jerry's apartment. He gets the alarm set, but the heating 
the industrial heating pump shorts out blows up the 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 power of the whole building basically and they oversleep (laughs) and that's the thing that larry david talks about being able to dovetail storylines when you can whenever you can whenever you can make all the storylines kind of meet at the end that was what he thought was like the the perfect writing whenever they could do that was always best and you could have the storylines kind of cross so yeah hot tub that's that's a good episode that's a great episode and that the ending when uh where he drinks the coffee kramer is still he's still bundled (laughs) Bundled up up. he's got the I think he's probably got the hot coffee, coffee or tea or whatever yeah, it is. And he's Some just hot drink. leaning over because John Paul's. And everyone's Paul's holding and, their water bottles. Yeah, up. and he grabs Kramer's hot coffee to throw. And in it's his even face. better that you can't see it. He just runs out. He's like, ah! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's one that again, I I kind of went past maybe a little bit too quickly. I didn't think about it. That's it's a great episode. Uh, my number six. This is one that, I, as I'm looking at it now, I probably feel like should have been higher on my list because I like this episode a lot. This is the third episode of season seven, The Maestro. Okay. This originally aired on October 5th, 1995, written by Larry David, directed by Andy Ackerman. This is the debut episode of Jackie Childs, who is <laughs> maybe my favorite character outside of the main four besides Frank Costanza. Maybe like my favorite side character. Like really? Jackie Childs. Over Peterman. And, uh, and, uh, ja- I don't know. Jackie Childs, okay. man. Jackie Childs is awesome. Uh, played by Phil Morris. The Maestro is one going through this list as many times as I did. Every time my eyes <laughs> hit the Maestro, one. it was like... Oh, it was it, it, it's tough. There's a lot of good. It, it, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, so Phil Morris, so that they they basically put out because the OJ trials were going on at this time, and so <laughs> and uh, so uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my god, why can't I remember the real guy's name now? Uh, anyway, the, the lawyer that was representing OJ Simpson, who was incredibly famous, whose name I can't remember for some reason at this moment. Um, they, they wanted a, a parody of him. And Phil Morris went to the same barber as this guy. He's been going to the same barber since they were since they were kids. Um, so he, he kind of already knew his little nuances and knew how to do that kind of voice. So um, when he went in there, he basically just did an impression of, of him. And uh, it's the same guy they make fun of on South Park when he does the, that does not make sense. Yeah. Um, God, God, he's a super. As soon as I hear the name, I'm gonna go fuck. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, so, anyways, he went in there and he he won the job. He, s- he said he made uh, Jerry laugh so hard during the audition that Jerry actually had to go to the thermostat and turn the heat down because he said, "You're making me laugh so hard, I'm sweating." Um, Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. God, yes. <laughs> I was like, God, he's like one of the most famous yeah, lawyers of all time. Um, so, and when he gets the mustache on everything, like, yeah, he, he, he looks so good. And so in the previous episode, when they, uh, Kramer was going to the movie theater, he sp- spills his hot coffee on him. And this is the point where they really started having continuity from one episode to the other. They start referencing things that happened in the episode before. No, it, season, season four was right. that. Because well, it was the whole pilot, oh, it, the Jerry it, show. Well, yeah. It's not even that. It was everything else. Like season right. four was the Virgin, then the contest. And, yeah. A beast um, in and of itself. So they're carrying over that story. The Jackie Childs character, th- this one made my list almost entirely for this alone. But there's a lot of other good stuff with the maestro and stuff as well. But uh, every, every line he has with these, that's outrageous, preposterous. You know, it's so good. <laughs> he is like, you know, and they don't out, they, they don't 
allow outside drinks in the movie theater. That's that's not going to be a problem, is it? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for them. They're infringing on your rights as a consumer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, were you able to sip it in your normal fashion? Oh, uh, no, I wasn't able. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Susan, <laughs> go down to Java Pro, get me a cafe latte. I'm going to run some tests on that top. <laughs> now, did you put a top on or did they put a top on? There's the other really great scene where, <laughs> where they're on the way to, because Java World decides to settle with Kramer and Jackie. That way they don't want the bad publicity. And uh, Kramer gets this ball, this Chinese bomb from the maestro. Uh, and <laughs> so now his burn is gone, so you don't have a physical burn to show if they ask to see it. And Jackie charges, what would you put the bomb on? Who told you to put the bomb on? Did I tell you to put a bomb on? I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. <laughs> He's like, do you even know what a bomb is? Nobody knows what a bomb's going to do. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Bob Cobb is the maestro in this. He, he's another great character. Um, Bob Cobb? Bob Cobb. <laughs> the, oh, I miss the maestro, George. <laughs> uh, I love his delivery of when he shows up to give that, that bomb for Kramer. He emphasizes the B so hard where he's like, just want to drop this off this Chinese bomb for your burns. Like... <laughs> It's just really funny. Um, this one has another one of the like great exchanges where because George's storyline revolves around he's upset of the Ross's clothing store doesn't offer a chair to the security guard. So because he's engaged to Susan oh, yeah, in season yep. seven, and um, one of the great exchanges ever of the whole show is George and Jerry sitting amongst where he's like, I can sense the slightest amount of human suffering. You feeling anything right now? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always made me laugh. Um, Jerry's storyline is trying to prove that there are houses in Tuscany to rent just yeah. out of spite to the maestro. George's storyline is about the security guard. Elaine's storyline is that she dates the maestro, but she struggles calling him the maestro, even when they're like getting ready, Having getting ready to have sex. Yeah. And she, she's like, "Oh, Bob." Oh, the way he pulls back, yeah, I love like, the way he does this thing where, like, every time someone calls him Bob, he's like, he just puts his hand on top of his head. Um, Kramer's storyline is that he files the lawsuit against Java, Java World for having too hot a coffee. Yeah, th- this is a this is a really good episode. Uh, I I also really like the uh, the actor that plays the security guard. There's something about him that's really funny too. I he's like I I'd rather sit than stand if that's what you're asking. Yeah. <laughs> I like how like how he's this very kind of stone guy, but mm. when George actually brings him the chair, he starts he's like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can get it. used to this. <laughs> uh, was yeah. it a chair or was it a stool? It's a rocking chair. That, then oh, he ends up right, in a, he falls asleep. Yeah. He falls asleep. And of course, the store gets robbed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I also love uh, the character Chichio, who we meet here, who was like Poppy's cousin or something like that. Because Jerry's trying to find out if there's houses to rent in Tuscany. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, he calls yeah. Poppy, who gets yep. him in touch with Chichio, because Poppy <laughs> is from Tuscany. And he has this great scene where he's like, at the house in Toscana. He's like, he's like, and Jerry because he he's so white and talks so white where he's like he's like hello Mr. Chichio and he's like he's like you want he's like I just want to know if there were houses to rent see si, these ones <laughs> it'll be seventy five a million a lira seventeen hundred American uh, yeah Maestro is a great episode so that's that's my number six. Kylie, your number six. Six, six is good. Six, six is good. Uh, my number six is episode twenty from season seven, April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. Directed by Andy Ackerman, written by Alec Berg and Jeff Schaefer. It's a great John Houseman name, Alec Berg. 
exactly. <laughs> Every time I wrote this down, I'm like, Alec Berg. Alec Berg. You got a very good John Houseman name. <laughs> the Calzone. Oh, this one's on my honorable mentions. Oh. Just for that. See, that's my favorite Steinbrenner scene of any of, oh. the, of the... When he jumps out of the office. <laughs> it's like... It's like, it's like Yes. <laughs> He's in the building. Costanza's in the, in the building. building. He got the calzones. Costanza. <laughs> and yeah, that, it's so that good. ninja jump it's out the door <laughs> where he just like goes this way, goes that way. <laughs> Costanza. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so oh. George becomes Stein, Steinbrenner's pet when he shares an egg, mm-hmm. eggplant calzone, which with sounds him. awful, by the way. <laughs> eggplant calzone. Yeah, you know what? No, when I was working in um, Australia, there was a little cafe just down walking distance from right. the, the place we were working, and she had uh, it was and it was just a little place. This this lady baked all the stuff and cooked all the stuff, and it was an eggplant lasagna, but it was cold. Like, and I'm like. This doesn't sound right, but yeah. this fucking eggplant lasagna was the fucking shit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was very good. I and I was I was shocked when I tried this. I'm, okay, so every time I hear the eggplant calzone, right. I always think back to my Australia trip and eating the eggplant lasagna. And being the most George thing one. ever, he gets banned from from the the place for. Seemingly taking money out of the tip jar, but it's exactly. just because he—it's not that he wants to steal; he just wants the recognition, he wants the recognition of, of, of tipping. Of tipping. <laughs> Kramer is obsessed with clothes fresh out of the dryer, yeah. so he starts—he starts putting his, his jacket in the pizza oven. <laughs> and, uh, oh. What's the Jerry storyline? Jerry is, is the girlfriend who's so hot she can get out of anything. Oh, basically. this has one of the best Jerry scenes too, where, where with the cop. The cop. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know what the speed limit is? Like, I think it's what, 55. Whatever. He's like, you know how fast you're going? A lot faster than that. Than that. <laughs> he's like, I clocked you in at 120. He's like, oh, he was a god when I was coming around that turn because I was going. I was going. <laughs> You must have clocked me when I slowed down to make that last turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's awesome. I can't remember Elaine's storyline in this episode either. I, yeah, it's not even. This isn't one I did for my notes. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it for that Stein that Steinbrenner seat alone. Oh, Elaine's boyfriend is dating her without asking her out. Oh, this is the one about Dustin Hoffman and Star Wars. Exactly. This, yeah. It's okay. The it's the bet. Yeah. Because he ends up with Jerry's girlfriend right, at the end right. because of the bet. That's great. Yeah. There's also another really good Steinbrenner scene earlier in the episode when he's like, "What do you think about Chinese or something?" Tomorrow's like, "Nope, nope, nope. We will stick to the calzones from Paisanos. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no it Chinese must be Paisano, You know when I find something I just really like it, we will stick with the calzones. <laughs> Steinbrenner is another one of those like Jackie Childs or or Frank, like just one of the all time great side characters. They were so good, Babu and all these like bookmen and stuff. These little side characters that are just oh, oh yeah, cafe. that's oh cafes very <laughs> nice man. You know what? I am nice. Yep. Fair, very bad man. Is it statue limitations or statute? <laughs> Statute. It's not a statue. Oh, I think you're wrong. Speaking of the statue, <laughs> oh, that's a great episode. That is it? also a great episode. <laughs> My number five is from season five, and it's the twelfth episode of season five. Originally aired on January 6, nineteen ninety four. This is the stall. 
Okay. I love this episode. This is written by Larry Charles. It's a good one. Uh, directed by Tom Shronis. Um, Jerry's storyline in this episode is he dates Jane, who he has to keep away from Elaine because they have this uh, confrontation same, in the bathroom. The same actress that plays Poppy's. No, it's a different girl. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? The, the one you're thinking of is the one from the limo. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Jane, the, the actress that yeah, plays yeah, Jane, yeah. she played the no. uh, the main wife in a show called Still Standing right. later no, on. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, no, they, they Seinfeld did a lot of. Oh yeah, a lot of like, people like Courtney Cox was on Seinfeld like the year before Friends no, and I, stuff. I, I, not that, but I mean they they oh use double same di- actor. double dippers. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> <laughs> George's storyline is he's obsessed with Tony. Hey. <laughs> Tony, who's Elaine's new boyfriend, who's the mimbo. and How's uh, his face? <laughs> what happened to his face? Kramer's storyline is he's obsessed with Erica, the phone sex girl, who ends up being Jane. This is another one where all the storylines weave yeah. really, really perfectly. Uh, I love hey, Tony. <laughs> he's a mimbo. He's a male mimbo. Uh, um, the whole can you spare square thing has become iconic now. That's just one of those... They, everyone can picture those two sets of feet underneath the bathroom oh, stall doors. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't spare a square. Not a ply. I don't have a ply. I don't have a square. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, there's so much. I love the whole uh, the rock climbing scene with Tony, and it, it's made better that it looks so cheap and fake. It makes it funnier that it looks so fake. <laughs> this big rock that they're climbing. It, it's like clearly. Like a, a fake wall. It, for some reason, that just makes it funnier to me. <laughs> um, I, I like the whole thing that, like, Kramer, of course, is up for anything. So, like, you know, he'll go rock climbing, but oh, George yeah. wants to be the cool guy. But what do you think about bowling? Bowling, bowling is insane. Bowling, insane. bowling is nuts. George, you get no rush from bowling. You want to rush? You drop drop a, ball. a ball on your toe, my friend. <laughs> uh, the, love the whole thing of. Uh, <laughs> him turning his hat backwards so George turns his hat backwards step off let's call him step off he's like a giddy schoolgirl around around Tony and it's it's freaking hilarious um, Kramer what are you doing manana manana I'm doing nada I also love uh, the end of this episode when Elaine realizes who Jane is and where she rushes into it. When she comes out of that bathroom, man, with like the six foot, the look on her face, she's so pleased with herself when she comes out <laughs> she of that bathroom. Kind of, she's, she's like, oh, yeah, bit. she is. And then, of course, you get the great end where, you know, don't call me anymore, you either. Great. Jamie Gertz, that's the actress. Oh, okay. Lost Boys. Okay. If you she's, ever seen Lost she's, Boys. She's great. She's a very pretty woman, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, the stall. That, that's always just been a favorite of mine. I, I really, I really do. Step off, George. <laughs> like, step off? Me, me step me? off? Oh, Tony, no. Tony, please don't. then it's so funny when he walks away and then Elaine, oh, wait, George, he's, <gasps> we take out this garbage. <laughs> so that's my number five. Oh, my number five. Now we're getting into the, we're getting into the, the fucking. This isn't people. on your list. I'm going to be very disappointed. December 18th, 1997, episode 10 of season 9. Not on my list. The Strike. Oh. Festivus. Yep, it's a great episode. Son of a bitch. The Merv Griffin Show is the only season 9 episode I have. Really? Right. Interesting. Uh, directed by Andy Ackman, written by Alec Berg and Jeff Schaefer. There and has to Dan be a better O'Keefe. way. 
Uh, Kramer gets word that he can return to a bagel shop he worked at previously after a H and H bagels, man. Absence. Jerry, Elaine, and George attend a Hanukkah party where Jerry sets up a date with a woman, and Elaine uses her fake number to avoid one. Kramer brings a renewed interest in Festivus, a holiday George's father invented when George was young. Festivus for the rest, which is a real holiday that somebody on the writing staff's father created when he was young and shared that story. Everybody thought it was so funny. Like, oh, there's yeah. no way we're not putting this. <laughs> oh, we're using this. Oh, we're And supposedly, this. like, uh, according to the DVDs, the real Festivus that was from this guy's life was like pretty, like, the feats of strength and all that shit. Like, that was all, oh, yeah. that was all there. Like, oh, that's that's hilarious. Um, you got the one really great guy in this episode when they're all... <laughs> when they're all... I'm, I'm a man. <laughs> yeah, when they're all at uh, the Cassandra's house. I think you're a fox. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> you're This episode's got Kruger in it, which is awesome, because oh, he's fucking hilarious. Kruger, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, industrial smithing. <laughs> How about George? <laughs> oh, so good. This is the, the one of the best foundation. Frank Cristans. Oh, is this the Human Foundation? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. the Human Fund. Money human for fun, yeah. people. people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, man. Uh, and the bloopers. The probably the best bloopers. I think bloopers you're a fox. Ever. Oh, the uh, oh, yeah, just. Oh. This one's iconic because anytime around Christmas time comes, this is one that Festivus. Fe- yeah, exactly. Seinfeld yeah. fans know Festivus and the pole and the. <laughs> I love the scene. I love where... this, the story of Festivus where he talks about beating the crap out. Yeah. And I was, I was raining down upon him. I thought there had <laughs> to be a better way. <laughs> Must have been a pretty Must good be doll. a better way. <laughs> yeah, she was I'm buying a doll for my son. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Kramer comes back to work and he. <laughs> no offense, but this holiday year's a little. Woo. <laughs> he comes back to work at the bagel shop, and he literally takes his coat off and <laughs> shoves it, it in the, the like in the display. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows who the hell he is. Yeah, like, uh, I need some holiday help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not on my list, but uh, oh, I can't believe this. Uh, there, there, there's a bunch. There's a bunch that I'm I'm thinking about now, but. Uh, my number four, this is one of the episodes I've probably seen the most that I can... I mean, there's a lot of them I can probably go line for line, but this one, I, I definitely know this one, basically frontwards and backwards, and that is The Parking Garage. Uh, oh, this is the sixth episode of season three, originally aired October 30th, 1991, written by Larry David, directed by Tom Sharonis. I'm so blown away, because for years... Years, I thought for sure that they filmed this in a parking garage. To come to find out that this whole thing is a set that they built, it's phenomenal. It really, especially for a season three episode when they didn't really have money yet. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. Like it worked. They built this whole structure and they put mirrors all over the place to try to make it look bigger. They switched out all the different uh, color labels and stuff and moved cars around to try to make it look like they were moving around. But the whole thing was just one soundstage. It's not really that big, but they made it look huge. The crazy thing about this one is, and I'm sure you're going to bring it up, but Kramer carrying the AC unit. (laughs) Yep. Yep. The whole reason they went to the mall. Yep. And of course, Michael Richards being... Michael Richards, he insisted that it had, they couldn't just give him an empty box. It had to have a real air conditioner because he wanted the weight. Yeah. And uh, according to Jason Alexander, like he not only carried that around 
for two days while we filmed this, he carried it all week during rehearsals. Like he wanted to practice yeah. with this thing and figure out how he can move it around. Um, this episode always resonated to me because it just felt like this is when Seinfeld was very much grounded in reality. Mm. And this felt like just a super real thing that's happened to everybody. Like th- this episode's so relatable because this has happened to everyone. Like where's, oh crap, where, maybe not to the extent, but uh, so I did, I do have their storylines. <laughs> all their storylines revolve around them being in the parking garage, but they all have yes. these little sort of uh, Jerry storyline. Yeah, he he gets fish. arrested for public urination. This is the yeah. Euromycetisis. George's storyline is trying to make it home for his parents' wedding anniversary he has to be in front of his building at 6 15 elaine's storyline is she's trying to keep this fish alive in a bag and uh, kramer's storyline is he has this big air conditioner box um i love when George when jerry tries giving george's story to the cops and he talks about my his dad was in a chinese prison yeah. for 20 years oh <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good stuff there's the awesome uh there's, there's one really awkward shot in this episode where uh, there's this gorgeous woman that you see early in the episode and where he's like, hey, George boy, look, look at that. And when they see her again, George goes to ask her to drive him around. She ends up being a Scientologist and she gets offended. Yeah. <laughs> she kicks them out of the car. But there's a really weird shot where they had to speed up the film because they couldn't have her driving around that fast on the set. So they speed up the film to make her look like she's coming around the corner really fast, but then it just stops suddenly where she kicks them out and it just it looks really fake. Yeah. Um, but it, it works. Um I love Elaine asking everybody to help them, especially the big muscle guys. Like, yeah, go hold to your dumbbells. We're all really impressed. <laughs> I like uh, George and Kramer's conversation about death, where you know he's Kramer isn't bothered by the idea of 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 dying someday. He's like, I don't think about. It. I'm not bothered. He's like, I think about it. I'm bothered by the fact that you're not bothered by it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, and again, this is just a lot of the stuff is just everyday conversation stuff, which is stuff that Seinfeld does better than any show's ever done. But this episode is is awesome, just of all those little things. The, the Euromycet, I could get Euromycetitis and die. That's why. <laughs> Great. I'm a public urinator. <laughs> they're showing their, their ticket, their tickets that they got. And then. Uh, the end of this episode is one of those things where just it was the, the comedy gods just shined upon them. This episode was supposed to end with them finding the car, getting in it, driving away, credits roll. But of course, this junk piece of crap car <laughs> doesn't start. <laughs> and, and then it was, it's made even funnier by the fact that Kramer opens the door. Gets out for a second. He, he looks around. Looks around. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets back in and tries to do it again. And you can see all of them just losing it because supposedly they they were filming this clear into the two three o'clock in the morning. Oh, I yeah. mean, a very 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 long shoot. So yeah, that's one of those things. This has got the great blooper with uh, Michael Richards smacking his face on the air conditioner. Yeah. I really hurt myself yeah. late. <laughs> it's not funny. I really hurt myself. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my, uh, what was it, number four? That's my number four. My number four is the contest. Is it? Okay. All right. Let's talk about the contest. <laughs> you go, we have to, right? And it's one where, like, you know, you had... When it's I, perfection. When dude. I went through this, I had the, the puffy shirt was on there. Like, like we went through mm. at the beginning. Like, all those classic ones were the on there. The soup Nazi. Course. and exactly. yeah. Look, soup Nazi. The yeah. Chinese restaurant, a bunch of those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
a contest I just couldn't take off my list. I don't, and I can't blame you. I, I really can't. Blame it's you. so. It was kind of like yeah. when we did our Beatles one, and I had Hey Jude on it because it's like I just I couldn't leave it off. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> this was directed by uh, Tom Sharonis, written by Larry David. The contest. Uh, season four, episode ten, November eighteenth, nineteen ninety-two. George is caught masturbating by his mother. <laughs> to a, gl- a glamour magazine. Glamour. <laughs> <laughs> Causing a contest between the four of them to see who can go without it the longest. And this is the first uh, appearance of uh, of uh, Estelle. Estelle? Okay. This is the first yeah. episode you ever see her in. Okay. Which is great because she's... You know, she has a... I walk in and he's cheating his body like it's an amusement yeah. park. <laughs> like she... <laughs> <laughs> you feel like she was always there, but this is her first episode that yeah, she's she's crazy. in. Uh, Elaine meets John F. Kennedy Jr. J. George's mother is hospitalized. Jr. Jerry's girlfriend, um, Marla, wants to have sex. The virgin. Which he has to prevent because of the, con- the contest. The contest. Um, it, it's perfection. It's, it's, it's yeah. one of the best sitcom episodes you'll ever see. The writing is perfection. Oh, yeah. What they were able to get away with in this episode on TV, the word masturbation is never said. Not one time. They never even really get close. They find all these... Yeah, oh, no. They the, work the, the closest is, so you, she caught me doing what? You know. That's as close as it yep. gets. And everybody is on it. Kramer has a really great joke where, uh, you know, where Elaine's like, I want to... Oh, you can't. We're men. We have to do it. It's like shaving. I shave my legs. Not every Not day. Not every day. <laughs> <laughs> This um, is uh, it has and, the iconic "I'm out." I mean, Craver coming out. Oh my god! I'm out, and that was the, the audience just that. erupts. And Elaine was like, "That was fast." <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe even funnier when you the scene before that when they're watching the the naked woman across the street. Exactly. The way the way he's just like, he just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, and he turns around, walks out, and he's back in the same scene, like boom, he's thrown his right. body down. I'm done. I'm, I'm out. out. Um, and, the fact and then that- it's something where like. What do you mean? You, I'm out. I'm out of the contest. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had uh, like a whiteboard or something where they had uh, titles of for the episodes they planned out. Yeah, and it was one that they they left just, off. They they kind of left off because they didn't want the the executives coming up going. So what's this one? What's about? this? Yeah. <laughs> so they really hold held on to that till the and end. And this was a true story that Larry David supposedly in his. Uh, Youth yeah. was in a masturbation contest, so a lot of these things came from almost every Seinfeld episode. It either happened to Larry, Jerry, or one of the other writers. They all come from a real place. It's yeah. something that based on something that happened to somebody. So, oh, yeah. yep. I, I I couldn't leave the contest off. It's it's really good, man. It's <laughs> and, it, and the fact that Marla ends up with JFK Jr. at the end too <laughs> is kind of that nice little oh, John. oh. <laughs> and. Uh, the finale of Seinfeld actually retcons um, because at the end George Costanza wins the contest, but in the series finale you find cheated. out that he cheated. Yep. So, yep. which I think makes uh, Jerry the winner. I think. Yeah, Jerry. So, Jerry would be the winner. So many great. And I loved so many the, great lines. The master of your domain yeah. thing, queen of the castle. There's so many great, but, great little one-offs. Uh, I loved the scenes as they would go to bed every night, and, and you'd see you'd see, you could who, see who, had, who was still who in it. Was, yeah, exactly. You see the people like tossing and turning. You see Elaine passed <laughs> out. <laughs> we see Kramer just passed oh, out, yeah. just snoozing. <laughs> oh yeah, the contest, man. The contest, that, is the awesome. contest should be preserved. 
and shown hundreds of years from now. <laughs> it's just, it's that good. Um, yeah, it, it's that good. So, all right, your num- that was your number four. My number yeah. three, this one is, is I mean, obviously it's one of my all-time favorites because it's number three, but um, I, I, I love this episode. This has one of my favorite scenes from any Seinfeld episode ever. This is the 10th episode of season six. This is The Race. I fucking love this episode. This originally aired December 15th, 1994. It was written by Tom Gamble, Max Pross, and Larry David. It was directed by Andy Ackerman. Uh, My all-time favorite scene with Jerry and George pretending to not know each other at Monk's. That fucking scene, dude, is so... (laughs) Especially the fact that, like, George... Because they have this whole plan that, oh, I'll go down there. They don't know we're friends. I'll I'll pretend I'm just bumping into you, and I'll corroborate your story. Um the way that George overacts when he first gets there. Oh, oh my God, George, George Costanza. <laughs> Where Jerry's like, I- I'm sorry. Who? <laughs> and then like they had this plan that he's there to corroborate Jerry's story that he didn't cheat in the race, but they get so sidetracked picking at each yep. other that they lose. <laughs> they forget why they're even there. Where <laughs> He's like, Oh, I'm a comedian. Oh, what do you do a bunch of that? Do you ever notice? Cause, yeah, a lot of people are doing that stuff. Oh, you really went bald there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably went bald right around the time I made my first million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, he's the architect. Yeah. I love the line of, uh, you designed any buildings in New York? Do you uh, see the new addition to the Guggenheim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did that? Yeah. But it didn't take that long either. <laughs> Like he, it's not enough that he did it. He has to like brag that yeah, he did it exactly. in in record time. Um, as a Superman fan, the oh, idea the idea of dating a woman named Lois is very relatable because I would do that same thing. I would put her name in every. Yep. You really like saying my name, don't I? Yes, I do, Lois. <laughs> uh, so good. So. Uh, the Jerry storyline is his new girlfriend Lois works for Duncan Meyer, who's an old rival of Jerry's, who uh, Jerry cheated against in a race in grade school and junior high because he got a head start, but nobody ever noticed. George's storyline is he starts calling women from the Daily Worker personal ads. <laughs> the Yankees assume oh, he's a yeah. communist, yep. so they send him to Cuba. Uh, Elaine's storyline is she dates uh, a communist named Ned. And Kramer's storyline is him and Mickey get fired from playing Santa at the, oh, at the mall yeah. for spreading communist propaganda. Santa's a commie! <laughs> Commies, traitor to our country! <laughs> um, the other Elaine storyline is that she gets banned from Hop Sings, which is this Chinese restaurant. They really like oh, the guy yeah, that works there. Like, he's such a great character. He's such a. I mean, he's a, he's a terribly racist Asian stereotype she character. Name name. You on a list. <laughs> so good. <laughs> It's it's hilarious. His face too. I mean, he's just he's <laughs> so good. Um, the other great scene from this episode is Jerry, George, and Elaine in Elaine's apartment, where Jerry is telling Elaine the story. Like Elaine, only t- only two people in the world know what I'm about to tell you, and that's me and George. <laughs> he's telling her what happened with the race, right. and I love the. <laughs> What happened when you raced him again? I never raced again. Oh, they begged me to. But I gave him then the same response I always gave. George's like, I uh, choose not, not to race. run. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Mr. Uh, Bevilacqua is the uh, is their gym teacher who shows back up at the end. I don't know how much they probably had to pay Warner Brothers to use the Superman theme at the end, but I'm sure that wasn't cheap. But it makes it awesome oh, at yeah. the end having... 
Uh, yeah, faster than a speeding bullet, Lois. I love in slow mo when he's running and he just knocks Elaine out of the <laughs> way. <laughs> he hits her in the back of the head. Um, yeah, again, he gets a head start again because Kramer's car makes a noise that sounds like the gun going yeah. off. So <laughs> Mr. Bevelock was like looking at the gun. Yeah, like, with what? The, <laughs> I choose not to run. Oh, yeah, I, yeah this is one. It's technically a Christmas episode because it takes place around Christmas time and Kramer's yeah. the Santa in the mall and that's stuff true. like that. Yeah. But uh, anytime Mickey shows up, that's always a good dynamic between those two. Um, yeah. I love Elaine, the, when Elaine finds out Ned is a communist, she's like proud of it. She's like, this is my boyfriend Ned. He's a communist. Big communist. Like she's like wants to tell everybody. <laughs> He's a big communist. You got me blacklisted from Hop Sings? Oh uh, yeah, so the race is really good, man. and, and I just uh, took off. <laughs> when they do the Superman, the oh. the Superman theme when they're doing the, I think it's the last season, season nine. When right, they're, they're, they're doing the like the clip show again. Yeah, they're showing, the clip yeah. show and they do that whole thing. Oh yeah, because I mean Superman or Jerry Seinfeld's a very big Superman fan, but I'm sure they had to pay a lot of money for that fucking. Oh, yeah. So that's my number three. The race is fucking classic. That's one I just love. Uh, my number three is episode four from season eight, aired October tenth, nineteen ninety six. Uh, the little kicks. This one's in my honorable mentions. Uh, directed just by for that blooper. Oh, dude. the bloopers on this are amazing. This has the best blooper I've ever seen in my the life. Best bloopers ever. Um. <laughs> Andy Ackerman directed, written by Spike Fairstein. Fairstein is how I've always heard it. Okay. Uh, Jerry and Kramer go to the movies. The friend who makes bootleg tapes. I'm a bootlegger. I'm a bootlegger. Oh, that. Elaine <laughs> <laughs> holds a party for. Go get him, death boy. Where <laughs> <laughs> she loses respect when they see her dance. Oh, uh, and, th- and this has become iconic, right? Julia with the thumbs oh, out yeah. and doing the <laughs> kick things. I love even the flashback episode they do to show where Jerry first saw Elaine dance the first time back when they were dating and they even do Julia's hair similar to how she yeah. wore it in the early yeah. oh, episodes yeah. Yeah. where she's dancing on the street and Jerry's like, <laughs> have you ever seen Elaine dance? I like that Jerry just freezes. Elaine dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is... And I like that Julia said that uh, they had to film this without music because when they tried to do it with music, she she tried to do it kind of with the beat. Exactly. It, it makes her look yeah. like a worse dancer if she's just completely on her own yep. thing, not coordinated at all. Uh, and then this one has the the amazing last scene with the great bloopers of George gets arrested. Oh. <laughs> And Frank Costanza showing up down to the police precinct. And, oh, (laughs) what the hell does that mean? (laughs) You saying, you want a piece of me? (laughs) You want a piece of me? You got it! (laughs) Yeah, the little kicks is is amazing. It's fantastic, man. Uh, My number two, as I mentioned earlier, is the first... I don't know if it's the first one I've ever seen, but it's the first one I consciously remember knowing, remembering watching and that's also from season eight and it's actually the episode right before the little kicks this is the bizarro jerry okay episode three of season eight originally aired on october 3rd 1996 was written by david mandel directed by andy ackerman this episode has got so much every storyline in this one to me is just awesome it's full of good shit so jerry's storyline is he dates man hands 
and he struggles with the group falling apart. Uh, George's storyline is he finally makes it into the Forbidden City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elaine's storyline is she dates Bizarro Jerry, who they break up, but they stay good friends, and she meets Bizarro George and Bizarro Kramer, whose name is Feldman. We and already Jean. have a George. Uh, and then the best storyline is the Kramer storyline, who gets a job... At, at a, an investment firm, even oh, though he doesn't, he just starts showing. He just starts showing up. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, this episode, it, it's every scene to me is just so. This is one of those that, like, every time I watch, I'm like, man, this is a fucking good one. Like, uh, I love Jerry struggling. That Elaine's got these new friends, and all of a sudden Kramer has a job and. <laughs> I love uh, Jerry's getting on Kramer, but you're never around anymore, Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> like you cooked. What, what are you getting on me for? You know this is my busy time of year. <laughs> He's like, it's your third day. <laughs> it's my busy time of year. I love when he comes in. And he's like. And he's just sitting there <laughs> with the, the food on the, the chicken. table. And he's like, you, you cooked? cooked? I, I ordered, ordered out. It. Still takes yeah. effort. <laughs> Still effort. This chicken, which was, by the way, for two. <laughs> and how excited he gets. Like, you know what? These reports can wait. How about we go out? We'll do whatever you want to do. Wherever you want to go. The coffee shop? shop? I'll call George. <laughs> um, this one also has one of the great... I think that only happens twice that I can recall. But the... Uh, George calling Jerry. I didn't know the picture of man hands. I was like, hey, get back into the Forbidden City. Who, Who is, is this? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry! Awesome. Jerry! I love it. The other one is... Uh, I, what's the title of the episode? It's the one where Jerry, where George builds the spot underneath his desk where he can start sleeping under his desk. The nap, yeah. right. It's that one because he's, he's calling oh, Jerry yeah. from under his desk. And he starts smacking <laughs> the phone on the... Who is this? <laughs> Um, How did you call it a bomb threat? All of the little like cameos and like little just fan stuff inside the Bizarro Jerry, who's I think his name's Kevin. Uh, all the stuff he's got a Bizarro Superman statue, and everything is on the opposite side. And um, yeah, the whole the apartment's all the same, but yeah, backwards. but it's backwards. He has a unicycle instead of a bicycle on his wall, yeah. like little shit like that. Uh, Jerry has a Mac. He had a Windows okay. computer, or maybe it was and, vice versa. And the Kramer character, I can't remember what his Feldman. name was. Feldman. He brings he, food instead he, of... And he would knock on the door. Who yeah. is this? And he goes, Feldman. It's Feldman. From across, from across the hall. Yeah. Oh. Like they, they go like, Feldman. And then from across like, the hall. Oh, yeah. And then uh, uh, this Newman is Fargus, but he works for FedEx instead yeah. of the post office. Hello, Fargus. And then like, they're like best yeah. friends. Aww. And then as he walks, he's like, Oh, it's so good i love when she you know get out she pushes kevin oh my god kevin is there anything i can do haven't you done enough (laughs) i love when she just walks in and she's like she's so comfortable at this point because it's it's what she's been living this whole time and she She just just, what are you doing eating olives yeah eating olives you ever think of ass <laughs> and a look on her face like what? I love that like <laughs> Elaine is so over Jerry's bullshit of nitpicking every single girl. He like she had man hands and she's just like, Ugh. <laughs> would you prefer that she had no hands at all? Well, would she have hooks? Is it would you, is it better if she has hooks? It's kind of cool looking. <laughs> I can't I can't come in here. Was it uh, the excruciating minutia every single day? Well, like yesterday, like I went into the bank and this teller gives me this look. Like I gotta go, man. <laughs> I gotta. Go. And the, the the Kramer scene of him getting fired. I don't even. Is it these reports you handed in? I don't even. Work. It's almost as if you have no business experience at all. I, I'm 
trying to get ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been having troubles at home. I, I'll work nights, weekends, whatever it takes. No, I don't think that's it. I just love it. He's like, uh, well, I don't you know, even work. He's like, oh, I'm trying to get ahead. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's what makes this the hardest. <laughs> he's like, hey, that's what makes this so difficult. <laughs> the Bizarro Jerry, yeah, that's that's one that it's my favorite of the post Larry David departure episodes because Larry David left after the seventh season until the finale. So yeah. Uh, we're in your number two kind of number two was the, the Merv Griffin, Griffin show. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. So do you want to go your number one then and then we'll come back to me? We're on to the, the end, the tip tip tippy top. Alright. Alright. I'm curious. Because I have one, no idea what your number one is. This is the episode that every time I went through, like every time I saw it, I'm like, this episode is so good. And but I put it off to the side. Like this episode no, it needs to go on my list. And Ends it would up go being off your side, number like, one. No. This episode is so good. It it's my number one. Oh wow. Season eight, episode eight. November fourteenth, nineteen ninety six. The chicken roast. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. Uh-huh. Kenny Rogers Chicken Restaurant opens up across from Jerry's apartment with very bright neon lights. Kramer Directly cannot... into Kramer's window. <laughs> Kramer cannot sleep because of the light, and he seeks solace <laughs> at Jerry's, where he becomes addicted to the chicken by Newman. Kramer? What's that light? What? Oh, the, oh, the oh, red? The red? <laughs> the chicken roasters. You know it's right across from my window. <laughs> oh, the red? <laughs> so not only do you have the whole Kramer-Jerry thing going on here this is the episode where elaine is using the jay peterman expense oh, account and george gets the the hat yes the, the super expensive hat. Hat. This is oh this is the costanza yeah. yeah. <laughs> jingle this, yes there's this episode is just awesome oh it, it's all it's over. it's very I good use, there's a line i use it's a rat hat <laughs> on a almost a daily basis probably where it's like that's not good that's not going to be good, good for, for anybody. anybody. <laughs> He's like, that's not going to be good for business. That's, that's not, not going to be good, good for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so... Yeah, I mean, you get the whole Kramer and Jerry switching apartments. That whole scene with yeah. Jerry coming in, being Kramer. It's perfection. One where he's, shot. Where he's, One shot. Yeah, and he slides in. <laughs> yep. You look a little stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> But yeah, when you you know my friend Bob Sacramento, I thought he was Kramer. Yeah, well, he called the house. Anyways, we got talking. (laughs) But when you when you see that he oh Kramer's got it. That's where Kramer's got that that dummy in his apartment. Mr. Jingles. Jingles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, but but the, uh, the it's that it's that whole scene where Jerry comes in as Kramer. It's one shot. Yep, one take. And, so good, and it's after all these years of working with. Yeah, you pick up on their little yeah, nuances and all it. their and little he had it. mannerisms he had it down, and it was so. <laughs> oh, I'm stressed. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> he goes. Kramer goes to put tomato juice in his cereal. Yeah. It looked like milk to me. <laughs> <laughs> My rods and cones are all screwed up. <laughs> oh, the red. <laughs> uh, there's and a- I love when he opens. When he opens the door and the red is coming through and it, it's even making that, <laughs> yeah. and he just does that. <laughs> oh yeah, he has that lean back like oh. he like does the Matrix <laughs> face. Yeah. It's so good, it's so good. There's the other really so George's whole thing is 
um, he will purposely leave something behind in a girl's apartment. That way, she has to call him yep. to return it. That way, he can get a second, second date. date. Yep. So he leaves this hat behind. So <laughs> he ends up stealing this girl's cloth. <laughs> she called me and asked me if I had the time, Elaine. <laughs> the time. And I love the scene with Elaine and George going to this girl's house because Elaine needs this hat back because she's got to be it's able to nine, show. What was it $9,000? Right. It was so and ridiculous. She's though. like, in some pathetic attempt to, to he and more sympathetic, I could I not be. be. <laughs> like, <laughs> and oh. the best is when she's giving the speech, he's just in the hallway, just like. Uh, like he's like a like, he's like a, he's like a little kid yeah. when like when like your parents would pull you over like yep. look Timmy's really sorry about what it's like that's basically what it was <laughs> it's exactly. so good. the way he's like closing the door like Costanza and then uh, the way she she's like you know what I first I I thought you were this but then I just couldn't get you out of my mind Costanza like she's singing it out. <laughs> and then he's he realizes that she doesn't know he has her clock so he like puts it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. And, the, and when he leaves, <sighs> when he does that, when he puts the hat there and he goes, Coast, and she's on the phone. Yeah. That, that look like. <laughs> Like, you can tell it's in her head already, right, right there. He's like a jingle. You can't get out of your head. Oh. My number one, I think, is the best George episode ever. And it's the season finale of season five. It's the opposite. Okay. Um, this is my favorite Seinfeld episode. It aired May 19th, 1994. It was written by Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, and Andy Cohen, directed by Tom Sharonis. This is the first appearance of George Steinbrenner, even though it's very brief. Uh, Hire this man. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> well, I wish I could say the same. but <laughs> um, this, this contains the first of the three episodes that feature the lines from the Buddy Rich tapes. For anyone that doesn't know, Buddy Rich was this musician that has these infamous tapes where he would just scream at his other band members for playing too loud. And anyway, somehow these tapes got leaked out. And according to Jerry Seinfeld, there was comedians would listen to these all, and they'd be kind of like an inside joke for other comedians. So there's three different Seinfeld episodes that where Jerry took lines from these Buddy Rich tapes. And put them in the episodes. This is the first one, which is where Je- uh, George is in the movie theater with uh, the girl Victoria. And I love this scene. Shut up and stop kicking the seats. <laughs> or I'll take you outside and I'll show you what it's like. Which that's the Buddy Rich line. Right but then uh, the, the best part is the end where he's like, and if you think I'm kidding, just try me. Because I would love it. <laughs> And everyone's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's even better because when he's like, stop kicking us in, the guy like popcorn goes all over the place. Um, the the other two Buddy Rich tapes one is uh, Frank Costanza, which means this guy, he's just not my kind of guy. Yeah. And then the, the third one, Jerry gets to say, talking about Banya, where he's like, let's see how he does up there without all the assistance or whatever. Um, so those are the those are the Buddy Rich episodes, but uh, so th- this is the first one of those, which is noteworthy. And I, that line, I'll show, take you outside and show you what it's like. <laughs> it's just a great line because it's not really saying anything. Not at all. But it's, it's hilarious. Because um, I would love it. Because I would love it. Um, 
George's or Jerry's storyline is he finds out that he's even Steven no matter what happens to him. He always breaks yeah. even no matter what. George's storyline is the main storyline of the episode where he decides to start doing the opposite of every instinct he's ever had. Elaine's storyline is her life slowly starts to fall apart. She's becoming George. She's becomes yeah. George by the end of the episode. Uh, she This is the Juji Fruits with Jake Jarmel. Oh my god. Um, Kramer's storyline is he's on tour with the coffee table book on Regis yeah. and Kathy oh, Lee. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah this is a great episode um, i love elaine when she give me 20 bucks yeah it's like, oh, okay and she's so and she pleased just, with herself too where she's it's, like it's the way she yeah. looks after she's thrown out the window let's see if you get the 20 like, bucks back what the you could have thrown that? a pencil out the window yeah. see if we get that back <laughs> what the hell was that let's see if you but the way he's like back. it's a 20 she's like oh my god <laughs> that, i watched this episode this morning um because i, I watched all my top 10 just for like confirmation i guess yeah. but i watched this episode this morning and i've seen it to death but there, that first scene the episode starts with Jerry and Elaine in Monks and Elaine's talking about how good her life is going me and Jake Charmell are talking about moving in together and Pendant's about to close this big buyout deal with this Asian company this Japanese company they're going to buy Pendant Publishing it saved the company from going bankrupt everything for her is going great she is gorgeous in this scene I was watching this this morning I was like god damn Julia is beautiful like her hair's down she looks really like she looks good all the time but like that scene the first scene of this episode specifically she looks really fucking good and then george shows up and he's got his five o'clock shadow going and where you been i went to the beach oh the beach <laughs> um all this is so good he's like, every he's like, every choice i've ever made has been wrong. Right. has been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my life is the exact opposite of everything i wanted to be and i think what makes this episode so good is because george is such an asshole for some reason, getting to see him win, this is like the one episode where like by the end of the episode, nothing bad happens to George. Yeah. Like he, yeah. to see him kind of succeed, I don't know why, it, there's something really good about. Well, the, the best, the last line where he's like, I'm unemployed and I live with my, my parents. parents. And she I'm just Victoria, like, hi. And she just like kicks the, the chair over. Yeah. Like, I'm Victoria. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so like, good. Win. So good. And then uh, she he gets the, this is where he gets the job with the Yankees. We get to meet George Steinbrenner. Uh, I love Jerry who's dating Rachel in season five for the backup. She's the one that's in the Hamptons and um, has the religious parents. She, they were making out during Schindler's list. Um, They break up in this episode, but Jerry's easy. Even Stevens. It's okay. I'll meet somebody else. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been great dating you for a while. I love how he just gets up. She'll be coming around the mountain. With his yeah. He just walks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what you, you know so who you confused. are? You're even Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a broke even. <laughs> uh, the, the the major highlights of this is the George when he's moving out of the Costanza's place. So I just want to tell you how much I love the both of you, <laughs> and it's like opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's opposite. <laughs> I just been doing the opposite of every uh, every incident I've ever had. Up was down. Yeah, day was night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good man and then yeah elaine's life slowly starts to fall apart jake jarmel gets in the car accident she stops to get juju fruits before she rushes to the hospital and her acting with her mouth full is so funny where oh, she's yeah. like well counter we're right there <laughs> <laughs> and then of course her eating the juju fruits again when did you get the juju fruits her eating the juju fruits costs pendant publishing its deal with yeah. the japanese company because uh, Mr. Lippman leaves his handkerchief on her desk. Michael Richards just gets to straight up smooch Kathy Lee. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty sweet. Um, I'm telling you, this guy has bonkos. 
uh yeah th- there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in this episode i love uh <laughs> when george is driving with victoria and that guy cuts him off and he swerves he's like do you see that guy he's like it's okay take it easy do you want to come up do you want to come upstairs I don't think we should. We barely know each other. <laughs> Who are you, George Sands? I'm the opposite of every man you've ever met. <laughs> and then when he's in the job interview, he's like, you know, you are the exact opposite of every applicant we've had. <laughs> and the fact he tells Steinbrenner off and stuff, yeah. well, I wish I could say the same, but right. I fail to see the logic behind some of the moves you have made with this proud organization. Hire this man. Hire this man. <laughs> and then at the end, the last scene with like, Elaine in her her also her hair is pulled up. It's not down anymore. She's got the glasses on. She's just like, and she's like, I'm George. I'm George. And then George comes in the, this fancy suit. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, the opposites. It, it's it's good to see good to see George win for a minute. So that's my number one. Let's try to see if we can fly through some honorable mentions here as we approach two hours on Jeez, this podcast. Jesus Christ, Seinfeld. Come on, I know. Come on, guys. So one you mentioned earlier, my first honorable mention is the statue. Yes. Almost entirely for that the scene Kramer. of Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the wrong guy. He's like, oh, oh, your I'm name Ray? Ray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the yeah. <laughs> Are you a cop? Yeah, I'm a cop. I'm a damn good cop. What? He's like, you want on on charges of of murder? Murder? Yeah. <laughs> you just keep pumping that wall, pervert. <laughs> I'm gonna let you off with a warning. <laughs> oh. uh, my my the very first episode I ever saw was episode eleven of season two, which was the Chinese restaurant, which we kind of mentioned. Right, and no Kramer though. That's to, the but to, uh. but but to have but to go to work <laughs> and like, hey, have you seen the show Seinfeld? And like, right. I've, I've seen the ads for it. Yeah, whatever. Right. It's like, no, dude, you, you need to watch this. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go and watch this. And that being the first episode ever of of Seinfeld, I, I was hooked. It's great. I'm right there. Even with I'm no there. Kramer. Oh yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like there's so there's so much more to this show mm. than this. And it's a classic episode. One of two episodes with no Kramer in it. This one and the pen. Where they go down oh, to Florida. Yeah. There's yeah. no Kramer. And that one has no George either. Yep. The parking garage was uh, one of mine. The sniffing account. Chinese restaurant was on my own okay. Sniffing account, and again, account for that Kramer seat, exactly. here's to feeling good all the time. <laughs> There's also that great scene in the Sniffing Accountant with with Jerry, Jerry Kramer, and Newman in the car where they had this whole thing. It was like, it feels like t- Tuesday doesn't have a feel. Well, I feel Tuesday. Yeah, I feel Tuesday. Friday, Monday has a feel. Friday has it. Well, I feel Thursdays. <laughs> Um, and and the sniffing count was one of those where it's like it's for, it's for that scene. He's, yeah, it's he's, he's him in that sweater. Oh yeah, the sweater. he's like, hey, I'm hip. What? <laughs> I'm hip. I'm hip. <laughs> um, yeah, so good. Uh, the fix up is another one that's okay. on my. And again, it's it's it's. I feel like I don't remember episodes as much as I remember scenes. Like it's remember it's moments yeah. you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that whole back and forth with Jerry and and George were like. What about her face? Good face. Body. Good body. Good body. What about hair? Good head. Good head of hair. Good. Good strong head of hair is very important to me. <laughs> what about what about thick hair? If you put your hand in the hair, would you be able to get it out? Do you want to get it out? Or do you not want to get it out? I'd like to get it out. <laughs> and that was. Uh, He's like, what about her face? I like a nice rosy glow. She's got a glow. Is there a pinkish hue? <laughs> 
there's a hue. <laughs> there's a hue. <laughs> and then I'll let you cut to Elaine and uh, oh god, I can't remember the girl the girl's name, but it's powerful. Sad. He is so powerful. I list a hundred pounds <laughs> right oh, over his head. <laughs> and that's uh, Janice from Friends. He's, he's oh, that's right. Yeah. He's stocky. He's fat. He's fat. Powerful. <laughs> he, he's kind of, mm, kind of losing his hair. He's, he's bald? bald. He's not bald. He's balding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that th- those two scenes together are really. And then, uh, you know, when George coming in because she missed her burying. <laughs> I'm gonna be a father. My boys can swim. Yeah, can swim. <laughs> he just runs. Off. Um, the keys slash the trip. Good. Um, yeah. I, I I love these. This is another one that a lot of people don't seem to like. I, oh yeah. Uh, the trip's I, a great episode. I love them. I, but you you can't have the trip without the keys. keys. Oh yeah. It, so you get that great thing of Kramer on Murphy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's exactly. just like. And it's like, I think that's the end of season three. The beginning pre- of episode, premiere of season uh, four, yeah. The first yeah. two episodes of yeah. season four is a two-parter. I just, I love it. I just love it. I you love get that great they're... thing of, of George talking with the people backstage of The Tonight Show. Oh, yes. <laughs> Telling them how they Corbin should, Burnson. cheers shouldn't be in a bar Lord. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I got a great case for you on L.A. Law. <laughs> I killed your cat. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy her a brand new cat to replace her dying old cat. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, it dies. <laughs> oh, and there's that whole thing about oh, when you make the beds in the morning, can you not tuck, tuck it in? in? So that's one, one tuck, tuck, one note. Jerry, I really Jerry, think it'd be yeah. easier. <laughs> Fine, no tuck. Okay, that's two, no Good. tucks. And I love it that night where he's just like he's struggling because it's stuck in. Jerry's like, it's so happy, it's oh. so nice. When it <laughs> when, when so ha- when it, it's so nice when it happens good. That's yeah, what he says. It's so is, nice when it happens. Which good. supposedly, I guess, is a line that Johnny Carson told him or something. Oh, I think okay. he said it, it, it I, comes I never from. Knew. It, it, was... it, it came from somewhere, and it was something that he wanted to put in. I, I want to say it came from something to do with the Tonight Show. Okay. That yeah, that would make sense. It's like I love it when it happens good or something like I that. I love yeah. it when it happens so good. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, <laughs> <laughs> He's so happy with himself, and then obviously you have the whole thing of Kramer being the murderer, and oh. you have that great scene of that guy interrogating Kramer when he starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> how did you know about the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, how did you know about the guys in the park? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I'm free. Because the murderer is again. Again, dark as hell, Joe. <laughs> oh, there's that also great scene with. Uh, um, Oh god, what's the child actor's name that Kramer sees in the? Oh, I got, Fred I got a, Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage. I got. I got to show. The, him. And the chick's like, yeah, whatever. But I'm just nervous. He steps oh, on that stool. <laughs> Fred Savage runs the fuck out of there. And then somehow Kramer ends up with, in a van with like the Manson family on his way. <laughs> you see these hands, man. <laughs> Okay, um, the outing was another one that was on okay. my honorable mentions. I, I think people look bad on this episode now because they think it hasn't aged well, but it was very progressive at the time it came out. It's pe- still pe- not bad. At it's this not. Point. Th- I know there's some people in the LGBTQ community that are like, "This feels like it's kind of you know." But I'm like, at the time though, this was progressive. Like, it's okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. You know, it's 
th- there's a lot of you want to have sex you want to have sex right now <laughs> let's go baby <laughs> <laughs> that that's a that's a great one there's a problem with the phone oh no <laughs> i guess we fooled her <laughs> so there, there's a lot of good stuff in that one where yeah that's a good one uh, <sighs> the race was one we talked about the implant oh, terry hatcher man amazing. couldn't couldn't put it that's a peter melman episode yeah that one was hard to to leave off but just yeah, couldn't do it, it was uh the secret code oh <laughs> tell us your what is it yell out your code man <laughs> bosco bosco and this this one holds uh jacopo <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, I guess oh, it's just the bolt. The bolt. <laughs> <laughs> this one holds a little dear to me. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna uh, shout you out here. Um, uh, as a birthday present, uh, Mary and Tyler gave me a Seinfeld basket one year, and it, it was, it was awesome. It was probably one of the most thoughtful birthday gift I've had ever. And it, it was, was a lot of fun to put together. And actually. It was just it was just Seinfeld. But there was they had Bosco in there. There was a, that 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 was the hardest thing to find. I had to go to eBay because I, apparently supposedly it's it's available but only on the East Coast. Yeah. So it, it's a it's it's a real chocolate sauce. And I'll like tell it you is guys, Bosco is delicious. <laughs> I put Juji fruits in there. I put uh, the Tweety Bird toilet paper. Duh, yep. Tweety Bird Pez dispenser. Titleist. Uh, golf, golf ball, ball. Yeah. which yeah, that I, my dad's a big golfer, so I was like, "You have a Titleist golf ball?" There's <laughs> tons here. Uh, yeah, that that was really fun to put together. Yeah, it was that was. Uh, I, I wanted awesome. to find the uh, Drake's coffee cakes, but that was one that I I looked for and had a hard time finding. But so there's there's more stuff I could have done. There was some of it that was hard to. Oh, but it was it hard was to awesome. find. So so the secret code. At this point, for me, I'm. You it, think I'm, of the Bosco now? Yeah, it's just it just it has a warm place in my heart. You had that altogether. great scene with with Kramer and, and George where he's like trying to guess his password. He's yeah. like, "You're a man of temptation, yeah. but what tempts you? <laughs> <laughs> you and always he's go." Like, he's like, "He's like, stop, you always stop. go easy." He's, he's, he's like, "You always go back to what the is cool it? The Kobe. Cool <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Nestle, stop, stop." <laughs> He's like, you're a portly fellow. <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to what you were just talking uh, about with the, where you're like, Elaine is just looking beautiful in this one. The gum. Oh, oh, uh, oh yeah. Hands down the best yeah, Elaine. Lloyd Braun, man. <laughs> Lloyd Braun. And Jerry in those big fucking glasses. <laughs> What's the line from the gum where he's like, this is what the whole Christmas is all about. A couple guys hanging out, chewing gum. <laughs> Oh. Uh, the Fusilli Jerry, oh, the Fusilli Ass Man, Jerry is great. Ass Man, Ass Man, Hey Ass Man, you're the Ass Man. <laughs> What's up, Ass Man? Uh, you got the great Frank Costanza's falling on the. Oh, gee, ma, Awa, Awa. <laughs> That's one of the most ridiculous things they've ever done on the show. But what's the move? You what's bought the it. move called? I uh, stop short. Stop short. Where's your boy, Kramer? <laughs> Ooh. I pulled that move on Estelle 40 years ago. Everybody knew it. Huh. Stop show. Stop show. <laughs> he stopped show with my... And that one also, because it revolves around the moves, right? It's a, yeah. Putty is using Putty, Jerry's yeah. old move on... And there's the, there's the other one where he's like, I'll come up with some new stuff. <laughs> 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 like, does this move involve a knuckle? 
you know as a matter of fact I think, it does. I think that's mine <laughs> not surprised <laughs> the calzone was on mine as well as the nice. little kicks the andrea doria that's is an honorable one. mention yeah. just for that last scene of of george going in there pleading his life yeah. story where he's like and it's like you they they cut it and you just get there was significant shrinkage and then it just cuts <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, my fiance last year died be licking from toxic envelopes that I picked out. <laughs> he, he's like, the, he's like, these stories are not meant to whatever. He's like, these are just my life. <laughs> um, I think this was a two-parter, but the bottle deposit. Yep, love the bottle. That's deposit. a good one. So good. I've done the math. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the limo. The limo. O'Brien. I'm O'Brien. Yeah, that's another one that's just like ridiculous. But that's that's one I remember seeing, like one of the earlier ones I'd ever saw. So um, the Adiata is an honorable mention because you got uh, the Adiata storyline, but you also have Anti Dentite is in that episode. There's one of my favorite. (laughs) One of my favorite Seinfeld scenes ever is Jerry walking into that confession, the Catholic confession booth. It's so fucking funny where he walks in and they have the little kneeler bar, but he just sits on it. <laughs> and then and then he knocks on the window for the priest. <laughs> I, I I think Tim Watley's converted Judaism just for the jokes. And this offends you as a Jewish person? No, it, it offends me, me as a comedian. comedian. <laughs> you know the what is it? The one with uh, Raquel Welch? Those aren't buoys. <laughs> the guy starts laughing. Oh, I haven't heard that. One. <laughs> You're an anti You're a rabid anti oh. uh, My my last one that was really hard not to put on my top ten was the package because there's so much awesome shit going on. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the pictures being developed with George and the girl, but there's the gay guy. Yeah, who, it, it, and. Uh, it's, there's a lot of good stuff there with the package. Oh yeah, isn't that also the same one where Kramer decides he doesn't want mail anymore, and he, there's the postmaster yes, exactly. general? <laughs> yeah. Now you want that mail, don't you, Mister Kramer? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, I mean, we could go on here forever. Basically, oh, my honorable exactly. mention is every episode I haven't talked about yeah. this far. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Seinfeld's the greatest show of all time. But at just exactly. oh, just about two hours. Damn. I think we're gonna call this. Okay. But. Uh, well, we only had one crossover, just the Merv Griffin yeah, show. That was crazy. the only one. So uh, I, I kind good. of assumed it was going to be that way, but I was excited <laughs> to find out. So until our next uh, responsible episode of Responsible Men, I guess I'm Responsible Tyler. I am Responsible Kyler. We'll see you guys next time.